0: Seriously this time. (laughs) Welcome to the Decibel Geek Podcast, and it is Christmas in July. Time to celebrate. I'm your host, Aaron Camaro. Another host right there, Chris Sinzak. Together we bring you this show every week, and we're excited that it's our favorite time of year once again.
1: Yep, talking about the hottest band in the land.
0: That's right. We do it every year in the month of July. This year we got off to a little late start because Mm -hmm. last week we had an awesome conversation with Brian Damage Forsyth from Kix and how great. cool
1: was he wonderful talk awesome. I'm so glad he could come out and I excited to have him at the rock and pod expo
0: yes very exciting stuff coming up we're going to talk about rock and pod we're going to talk about kiss of course today but first we got to take care of the business you know how we do it we take care of our Facebook recommendations our iTunes review pod chaser that's still a thing it's still a thing we at just don't get check, any reviews it on still it. a thing so <laughs> Get out there and leave us a review if you can. we really appreciate it. And when you do that, well, we're going to take the time to read it on the show, just like Jason Buckler did. He gave us a sweet, sweet Facebook recommendation that goes a little something like this. It was actually the Dr. Feelgood Motley Crue special on rock and or roll that had Chris and Aaron on as guests. I completely resonated with their passion for that album and that era. So I've spent the last couple of weeks working my way through the Decibel Geek back catalog. Nice. Would recommend it to anyone who feels the urge to air guitar or mosh when hearing some balls-to-the-wall rock. Wow. Thank you, Jason. That's a great review. review. I always love that. When we do other people's shows, like somebody that's a big rock and or roll fan Mm -hmm. would hear us on there and be like, oh, I'll give these guys a chance. Yeah, that's great. Or... In a week or so, when I'm going to be on Cobras and Fire, somebody might hear that and go, we ought to check out these Zestful Geek guys. They talk about them enough. They seem like nice guys. Give it a shot.
1: And then they find out we're not.
0: And then they go back to their original <laughs> shows and be like, We've missed you so much. Yeah. You know, so it all works out for everybody.
1: Yeah. It was uh it was great to go on BJ's show. That was a fun episode to that do that was
0: fun. And if you guys haven't checked that out or haven't had a chance to check out Rock and Or Roll or Cobras and Fire mm-hmm. or Rock and Metal Combat, mm-hmm. or I mean the list goes on oh. and on and on. I mean, we'll tell you about some of the podcasts coming to Rock and Pod in here in just a minute. Yeah. But like we said last week we had Brian from Kicks On. We did an albums unleashed, a lot of people were happy to yeah. see the return of an album. Unleashed.
1: Yeah, it went over really well, and uh, that takes me to my next thing, the Geeks of the Week. Yep. I have a lot of names to read this week. Yeah,
0: man, that was a popular show. <laughs>
1: yeah, these are the people that shared on Facebook and retweeted on Twitter last week's Midnight Dynamite Albums Unleashed. Geeks of the Week this week are Ridiculous Rock Record Reviews, Keith Reynolds, Emily... Shikitano, Ray Coon, James West, Sandy Lynn, Chris Carr, David Cathy, Derek Labus, Shea Hargett, Scott Crouch, Ron Kent, Scott Stein, Kevin Williams, Greg McGlone, Shane Aber, Greg Landry, Mike Parnell, 80s Hairband World, Ken West, Matt Porter from The Kiss Room, David Glenn, Jeffrey Mendenhall, Bill Elam, Adam Cox, Lisa Starchak, Wayne Cross, Brant Cattell, Brian Forsythe. The man himself shared it.
0: Yeah, he did. I Mika- like
1: that. Mikhail Burrell, Darren Lanou, Chris Cunningham, Rock and Ron Runyon, Decibel Geek TV, Aaron Baker, Paul Korn, Mark Alden Taylor, Freeform Rock Podcast, Karen Daker, Sneed Rock, Kenneth Roy, Joseph Capone, Kaiser Pena. Dan Shapu, Jay Sebuluski, Aladio, Sean Cullen, Chad Leesener, Robin the Hood, Christopher Stokes, Digital Kill, Daniel Lee, and as always, the, the Mooger, Mooger
0: Fooger. Fooger. I see some new names in that yeah. list. That's very cool. We always like it when new people come in and check out what we're doing here at Decibel Geek. And we hope you're back with us this week and are also like Jason Buckler going back and checking out that back catalog because we've been doing this for like eight years. Yeah. We've been rocking and rolling the world of podcasting and there's a whole lot there for you to check out. So go on back and check out all our past episodes and stick with us for the future and in case you didn't know it's Christmas in july yeah
1: so we gonna do a little rock and pod update
0: yes we definitely want to talk about rock and pod because there's some great news that just got announced this week yeah about another famous awesome rock star gonna be making an appearance at rock and pod three yeah, the great uh, Tony Harnell from TNT is going to join us this year. How cool is that, man? This list of celebrities and rock stars that are appearing at Rock and Pod 3, it is awesome. I can't believe how many... I mean, let me give me this thing right here one time. Let me take a look at this. Michael Sweet from Striper. David Ellefson from Megadeth. Brian Forsythe from Kicks. Jason Beeler from Saigon Kick. Erie Vaughn from Danzig. Jack Gibson from Exodus. You just heard it from Chris right there. Tony Harnell from TNT. Plus, members of Exodus, Roxy Blue, Green Jellos, and from Mars, Tora Tora, the Pumps, or no, what? Pump 5. Pump 5, the Rock and Roll Residency is going to be there, members of Wild Side. I mean, Mm -hmm. you get
1: to hang out with these people. Yep. I also recently announced, Kenny Kenny Olson's coming back.
0: That's right. Yep. I got a message from somebody who said, Man, well, I'm really thinking about coming up. You know, I'm coming up from Florida. I'm not sure if I'm going. Is Kenny Olson going to be there? Like, he, dang right, Kenny Olson's going to be there." And he said, "Sign me up. I'm in."
1: Yeah. Also, Drew Forty Jeremy Barber from Green Jello. And uh, Andre LaBelle recently announced. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Andre LaBelle. We know him from when he appeared on the Decibel Geek podcast, doing a Vinnie Vincent special yeah. way back so in the he's, day. so uh,
1: he's not going to the party down the hall. He's coming, oh, to, he's our, he's coming to our party. Oh, wow. That's great. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's going to be fun. And then, of course, a ton of podcasts that are coming back and some new ones also. Just a long list. I think we're up to, like, 23 at this point. So yeah. it, it's exciting to have so many podcasts coming back to reconnect and hang out with people and – you know, pre-party the night before with the Rock and Roll Residency, 8-Ball, and Lipstick Generation. And there's a thing with David Ellison that we'll be announcing soon. I can't say just yet. Oh, By yeah. the time you hear this, it might already be out, but I'm going to I'm gonna play it close to the vest, just in case. But you, it's, you're going to want to stay Friday and Saturday night, um, and that, that leads me to my next point. Uh, the hotel discount we have is available through uh, uh, July 26th. So, if you want to get a hotel room and stay at Rockin Pod, you only have a little while left to get your room. So, yeah,
0: you're running out of time. But that know. seriously, it saves you some money. Yeah. you know, and it like I said, we could be neighbors. Yeah, you, know? you could be right next door to me. You could be right next door to Chris. You could be right next door to Vaughn from Danzig. You might. You yeah. never know.
1: Yeah, almost all the guests are staying at the hotel, yeah. and all the podcasters. So,
0: I think it's a good idea on both parts. You know, yeah. we want to stick together, yeah. and also they want to keep us all in one contained area Pretty as much. much as possible. Yeah.
1: We're all quarantined.
0: <laughs> we're all crawling back up to our rooms after Friday night and after Saturday night. Yeah.
1: It's going to be a long, fun weekend. So, yeah, yeah, uh, so get your tickets. Go to com. Click on the ticketing link and also on that same website, rockandpod.com. Click on the venue link and uh, that'll take you to the discounted uh, room reservation link.
0: That's the way to do it. Save yep. yourself a little money because you're going to need a little extra money for all the awesome vendors that are going to be down there on Saturday at Rock and Pod. And they've got Albums, CDs, memorabilia, all the rock yeah. and roll stuff that you could possibly want. Yeah. They've got it, and you're going to have the opportunity to get your hands on it. And then, like I said, all these awesome rock stars are going to be there. <coughs> you're going to have an opportunity to get all that stuff autographed, get your mm-hmm. pictures taken with these guys. It's a really fan-friendly situation down here. We've done it two years leading up to this, and that's the cool thing about it. It's fans hanging out with the rock stars that Mm -hmm. they love and respect, asking them questions, getting answers, getting to see them up on stage doing special panels. We're doing a special Albums Unleashed with Michael Sweet from Striper. You're going to be able to sit in the crowd and watch that, and then afterwards, I might grab the microphone and come on down to you and be like, Hey, you got a question for Michael Sweet? ask the man. He's right here and he's telling us the whole story.
1: Yep, that'll be cool. And uh, my co-organizer, Joe D'Angelo, uh, him and his wife are coming, and so he's going to come down from New Jersey and I can't wait to see him and finally meet him in person. I haven't met him in person. We've been doing all this work behind the scenes, and right it'll be great to see him. And, and he's—I don't know—you've heard of the the other event that he's doing in, oh, in October?
0: Talking about Cruise Fest, Cruise Fest with a K down in Miami. In Miami, yeah, oh, man. And I've heard some really cool things about this. It's
1: an amazing lineup. He's got you know Ace Fraley, Sebastian Bach, the residency guys are going to be playing down there in like an all-star jam. Bob Kulick, I believe, is coming. Yeah, Return of the Comet. It's uh, it's going to be cool.
0: Hey, what's that? We got oh, call? it's that emergency phone line again! Hey, check it out! I got a caller ID on it this time. Who is I ain't it? messing around no more. What a coincidence! It's Joe D'Angelo. Hey, Joe, what's happening, Joe? Welcome back to the Decibel Geek Podcast. Thanks for having me back, guys. It's Always good minute.
2: to be here.
1: Well, happy to uh, have you on because you've got a hell of an exciting event coming up at the uh, in October, I believe.
2: It is October twenty eighth and 29th in Miami at the Doubletree Hilton Convention Center down there by the airport. Um, they got a great facility, so it's going to be a, it's a great location to do an event like this.
0: Cool. Yeah, I heard the commercial. I don't know who you got to read that for you, but, man, he sounds awesome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like a rock star, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. Well, um, yeah, so, you know, as people that heard the commercial earlier, they can uh, attest it's, it's a hell of a lineup. I want you go through the lineup real quick and then tell us a little bit about the show.
2: All right. What, what people may or may not know for those that are just, you know, hearing about this, it's a two day music festival and rock and roll expo. And what we're doing is the International Kiss Exchange and Rock and Roll Expo will be both days. And then uh, at night, we'll have lineups of bands. And that, those lineups on Monday, we have KK2, which is the the Kiss Cruise 2 alumni. They played on the, on the cruise, Uh, the number 13s. Uh, They'll be there. Then uh, a band called Jaded Pass, which is a great New Jersey rock band. Uh, Their guitarist, Pete Fry, is a good friend of mine, and uh, he's uh, just phenomenal. They're going to love him. Um, Of course, that's the night Sebastian Bach headlines, and that night he's going to be doing the the entire first Skid Row album uh, from start to finish as part of his set. So that'll be cool. Um and I mentioned him first because uh his opening act is which is what I'm gonna get to now, is the Kiss Cruise All Star Band, which that's the band that plays with Ace. They were the band that played with Gene when Gene had a solo band. It's well, I think well at least Ryan, Phil, and Jamie anyway. Uh and then Matt Starr. Matt's an awesome drummer, sings some songs too. Uh but those guys are gonna be the, the all star band and they're gonna have they're gonna have uh, a lot of the famous musicians that we have coming into the event, jumping up and jamming songs with them. Songs you're from familiar with uh kiss songs their own songs it's just going to mix it up and make it a, an awesome show and band, uh, guys like bob Kulick, john Regan, todd howarth uh, richie scarlet and john karabi are both in the building so i'm sure they're going to cut up and do something um and we have a few other uh, irons in the fire for uh some famous musicians we're hoping to throw into the mix for that night right so on. that'll be a lot of fun that's that's the monday night show tuesday uh, the Kish exchange and the rock and roll expo happen all day. There's also going to be a pool party during the day, but it's a band called Kisterius from Holland, uh, opening up for none other than John karabi And if you guys haven't had a chance to catch his set where he goes around solo and it's just him. it's Phenomenal. Yeah. So the, the, the talent, that guy has more talent in his pinky than I have in my whole body. <laughs> Heck yeah. So it, it's, it's really fun to watch. I'm looking, Looking for that. Then it's gonna be a pool party where if you've got VIP tickets or V I P tickets, you're guaranteed seats. And what's cool is even if you don't have VIP and and you can still get in, you can float in the pool and watch it. I think that's pretty awesome. <laughs> so uh, I I kinda like the idea of floating in a pool and drinking a beer and watching a watching a killer concert. So yeah. So that's Tuesday during the day. Our nighttime show. it will be Kiss. America is going to open up the night. They are a killer Florida Kiss tribute band, and they're doing the entire Rock and Roll Over album, start oh, to finish, wow. as part of their set. Nice. Which is actually one of my favorite Kiss albums. So that's going to be really cool to see.
1: Baby Driver live. That's pretty
2: cool. You know, there's a lot of songs on that album that you don't hear anybody really play live anymore. Right. Not not just Kiss, but even tribute bands. So it'll be cool to hear some you know some of those tracks live.
0: That's yeah, awesome. I like that.
2: So they're going to open for Thunder Mother, the band from Sweden. They were on last year's cruise. Oh, we're those girls we're well aware of Thunder awesome. Mother. Yeah, great band. It's a lot of fun, man. Those <laughs> girls pack a lot of punch. They're they're going to be a lot of fun to watch again. Um, and they're going to open for Return of the Comet, which you know you guys know are just a star. they there's such a good band. Return of the Comet's last two songs. Ace is going to join them for a unique oh, uh, nice. couple of songs. That's pretty
0: cool. So you could get like a Fraley's Comet Reunion almost going on there.
2: Yeah, pretty much. I think that's what would, everything everybody but Anton. Although he played Budgie before, so um on drums, you know, he's the good drummer for Return of the Comet. he played with ace too, so they all kinda um intermix and at one point or the other we're all jamming with him. So it's gonna be a neat lineup and something you're not gonna see anywhere else. That is
0: awesome.
1: Any uh, any clues on what two songs they're going to do?
2: I think I know, but we're going to actually release that a little bit later. And I promise if you guys want, I'll make I'll break it here.
1: That'd be cool. Okay.
2: Awesome. And then of course Ace is gonna do a full set. Right? I can't overlook Ace's band. If if you've had a chance to see Ace's band live on this tour they're killer. His mm-hmm. band is just phenomenal. I mean, they're just stellar musicians. And, you know, those are the same guys that are going to be playing at the Rock'em Pod in August. Yeah. Obviously. Dang right. So they're, I'm, I'm excited to see these guys as many times as I'm going to see them this year.
0: Ryan, Jeremy, and Phil are great friends of the Decibel Geek Podcast. Yeah, we oh, love yes. those guys.
1: They've been on the show several times. And, and uh, yeah, to have them... Playing both of these events, you know, anyone who gets to go to either of these events is going to have a blast watching those guys play.
2: You could tell when you watch them play that they're cognizant of the fact that they are lucky enough to be doing what they love to do and getting paid to do it. Yes. And I forget who said it, but someone once said, if you find a job doing what you love to do, you're not really working. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. And those guys work. Don't get me wrong, but they're just they just love it, man. And it's fun to watch.
0: Yeah, nobody better to be doing those jobs. Yeah, and I'm interested to
1: see what Ace pulls out of uh, for the set list at that show because with so many Die Hard KISS fans in attendance, I'm wondering if he's going to mix up his set list a bit at that show.
2: Well, we've been talking with the people in Ace's camp to do just that. Um, they might pull a couple of those rare tracks that they've never played before except for last year's cruise. So maybe if some of those tracks will come back out. So for those that missed last year's cruise, we'll get to see them this year. Um, I'm keeping my fingers crossed for Torpedo Girl again because I thought that was really fun. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the only time I've ever seen that song live, so it was it was a good time. That's cool. Well, man, it sounds like – a- There's a couple of things that we're doing. If you don't mind, I'll give you a little bit more info. Yeah, okay. Um, Bob Kulick, of course, is a, a big part of this event. He's going to be doing things on both days. We're working on setting up like a, a Bob meet-and-greet guitar clinic kind of thing. So we're working with Bob, and uh, he's just recently got endorsed by Music Man, Ernie Ball's Music Man. So we're just trying to finalize all those details, but that's something that's going to be coming down the pike soon. Uh, last week, we just announced, and this is something for all musicians, anybody who is a musician that wants to jam with the All-Star Band live on stage at Cruise Fest, go to CruiseFest.com, that's CruiseFest with a K, and enter. Uh, You can send in your performance. It is a song, any song from the Revenge album, the Kiss Revenge album. Uh, Whether you're a singer, drummer, bassist, guitarist, I don't care if you play the the didgeridoo, if you can kill it, send us a video and let's get you up on stage jamming with the band. I think that'll be it's going to be a lot of fun. That is amazing. Where else are you going to get the opportunity to do something like that? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I wish I still played. I'd enter myself, but <laughs> eh, nobody wants to see the fat guy on stage anyway. So I probably
3: won't. <laughs> well,
1: um, yeah, that's cool. And interesting that it's only for the Revenge album. So they're wanting to play a, a particular Revenge track, I'm guessing.
2: Yeah, and, and the thought was, of course, whoever sends it in, you can pick whatever track you want to pick. Um, that's probably the track that they'll wind up doing with you, but you never know. Maybe mm-hmm. they want you to work with them on on other tracks so um they might see or hear you sing and say wow he could really kill domino and maybe that's what they want you to do so uh, we'll see but just get your get your stuff in and you could be a winner what if you're a beautiful
0: exotic dancer and you want to come up on stage during take it off
2: you know what send us that video that could be fun
0: (laughs) and also send one to decibelgeek.com
2: yes
1: (laughs) (laughs) we can we can we can give us a good second
2: opinion (laughs) Well, Ace is going to be doing two other things too. He's uh he's got he's really great. with his it's a Cruise Fest replica guitar, and it's his. It's a full size Les Paul. It's a, like a Les Paul. It's a replica. Um, and it's basically Ace's Sunburst Gibson with the lightning bolt on the fret st- uh, on the on the on the frets. Uh, his face from the solo faces uh, from '78 on the headstock. You know, remember that guitar he put out oh, a yeah. back? Yeah, absolutely. It's a standard guitar. So we're, we're having replica guitars made, and we're only doing 30 of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have an opportunity to get one signed and meet Ace. It's going to be a really intimate affair. Um, you'll be able to meet him, get your picture with him, get the autographed guitar in a hard shell case, too. And then we'll help you ship it back home so you don't have to bring it on the boat if you're going on the boat next. That's so awesome. that's something that's out there. Wow. And uh the the, the, the last thing I want to mention, and, and and again, I'm going to talk in your ears off here, but I really want your listeners to to, to know about this one because you know there's a lot of people that like to do the meet-and-greet packages. And a lot of people that go on the cruise, especially, you know, do Paul's guitar, do Aces, or do Gene's guitars, Tommy, Eric, whatever. Last year, Ace was on the boat. And Ace didn't do any meet-and-greets at all. Um, and I'm sure that that was something that Kiss had worked out in the deal with them, that they just didn't want to deal with that. So what we're doing is we have the ultimate VIP package, and we are calling it the Sapphire Package. That is going to get you a meet and greet with Sebastian Bach, a meet and greet with Return of the Comet, a private acoustic concert, which we haven't announced yet. So I guess I kind of just did <laughs> um, working on uh, finalizing that with Return of the Comet, which I think will be really cool. Um, you'll get a meet and greet with Ace Freely, You'll get a VIP ticket into event. You get the autographed Ace guitar. You get to be in for all the sound checks. You get to be involved in the private sebastian bach party that we're going to be having after his set on monday night you get to come out to the party oh, wow. um you'll, as i said you'll get a vip ticket now anybody who has a vip gets access to a private bar that only the vip people have meaning that while the band is on you can walk to this bar get a beer and walk right back to the spot you were standing at right in front of the stage mm. so that's going to be cool there's so many different things we're putting into this sapphire package it's 39.95 3,995 bucks but it's everything. It's all the meet and greets, the autographed guitar, the custom, you know, seats, the early entry to all the venues. It's it's just going to be – put it this way. If I wasn't going, if I wasn't running the event, I'd spend the 4Gs and do it because that's worth it. I spent more than that to meet Gene and Paul. Wow. So.
1: That's a hell of a package yeah. there. Yeah, it's like it's a soup to nuts package where you get everything. I mean, and this is just – the Kiss Cruise pre-party, basically. Right. So, like, this is before you even get on the boat. So, like, you can, you can. Just, I mean, there's probably people that are just coming to Miami just to go to your event that aren't even going on the boat. I'm sure.
2: I've actually had people tell me that uh, that they weren't going on the cruise for whatever reason, but they are coming to Miami. And I'll tell you, we are moving tickets. All the VIP tickets are gone. The meet and greets with Sebastian are gone, except for the Sapphire package. So this is the only way you're going to get to meet these guys is to do the Sapphire. And there's only nine of those left. So it's one of those things where it's an ultimate deal that's going to put you where no one else except nine other people are going to join you. And that's it. Wow. So and what, So cool.
1: what are, the, what are the, the details again? Give us the dates and the website and all that again.
2: All right. The date of the event, October 28th and 29th in Miami at the Doubletree Hilton Convention Center. Everything can be found at CruiseFest.com. That's CruiseFest with a K, K-R-U-I-S-E-Fest.com
1: awesome well thanks for coming on uh, i hope we guys we can help help you sell a few more of those sapphire Man, packages That
0: sounds like so much fun and
1: i would love to try to make it down to miami ourselves yeah. to, to to see all this because i think it would be a great
2: time i really hope you guys do make it there. and if you do we'll prominently feature you guys both days
1: awesome nice. cool well um thanks for coming on joe and i well, guess i'll see you in a few weeks
2: you will thanks very much for having me i really awesome. appreciate it see
0: right. you, joe thanks joe see you guys Oh, man, I'm so glad he called. What an awesome coincidence. Now we know all about Cruise Fest yeah. going on in Miami in October. Sounds I want to like go
1: to that. Yeah, me too. I got I to gotta scare up some money to go down there. That'll
0: be fun. We're going to have to threaten our wives or something. Yeah, literally. You know? Give us the purse. <laughs> Give me your purse. <laughs>
1: But yeah, that'll be cool. And um, so, are we ready to get into today's topic?
0: Yeah, we are so excited to be bringing you Kissmas in July once again. You know, like we said, after all these years of doing it, it's like, what are we gonna do? Right. What are we gonna talk about that we haven't talked about with Kiss already? But we've kind of stumbled on kind of a kind of a simple idea. Yeah, something easy but maybe controversy. It will generate discussion, I have no doubt. Definitely a discussion generator for sure. Yeah. As today we go through the entire discography of KISS and look at every single album, and we decide, in our own opinions, the very best song on each album as well as the very worst song on every album. Will we agree? Will we disagree? Will the show implode? Stay tuned. It's Christmas in July. Man, you know I love Christmas in July, but at this point, we've been doing this for so long that it becomes difficult to figure out new things to do. Yeah. But today we're doing something that's pretty easy, pretty obvious. Yeah,
1: and I I like doing episodes like this because it's just purely opinion. We don't have to do a ton of research or anything, it's... Just how we feel about this. Exactly. So
0: we might be right, we might be wrong, you might agree, you might disagree, but hey, either way, it's all going to be a lot of fun. So what we're doing today is we're going down the list of all the Kiss albums and we're deciding personally Mm -hmm. the best song And also the worst song on each one.
1: Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what what our picks are on this. Yeah.
0: Because we're, like we we always said, we're the same, but we're different. Yeah. So some of these might line up, and some of them are probably going to be way different. Mm -hmm. I guess before we get going, I know it's not really an album, but i got to give a shout-out to Cold Gin off the Electric Ladyland Sessions.
3: Oh, yeah. That's a great Yeah, because that's an
0: awesome version of that. As a matter of fact, I really love all those versions on that. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like a bootleg, I guess. You know, it's not an official canon album. Right. But, man, do I love the songs
1: Also, on that. Uh, the version of Strutter has like a totally different guitar
0: solo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love those songs on that. But if we're going to do it officially, yeah. well, there's only one place to begin. The self-titled debut album, Kiss.
1: 1974.
0: That's right. Awesome start. All right. So I'm guessing you and I probably are going to have our the same best.
1: Well, we'll see. Yeah? All right, so who's going first?
0: I'll go first. So for Kiss, the debut album, to me, the best song is Black Diamond, and the worst song is clearly Kiss in Time.
1: I agree. You
0: agree with both of
1: them? I mean, Black Diamond's the quintessential Kiss song.
0: It really is. You know, And what makes that the quintessential Kiss song, I think, is it's all four members Mm -hmm. in their youth. They're hungry. They're trying to make it, and they're all four of them in a united front. They all put so much personality into the song individually, yeah. you know, that it's a combined force that you don't get throughout the whole. Catalog of Kiss, you right. know. Later on in years, Kiss, you're going to get. Oh, Gene brought this song, and Ace brought this song, and this is a Paul song, and you know, Paul also wrote one for Peter. Right. You know, so yeah. What you get here is a united front, and I think that's there's <clears throat> some strength in that, and it really shines through on the song "Black Diamond." And as we're going to find out through today, also for my picks anyway, is man, Kiss does some terrible covers,
1: <laughs> and it
0: all begins with Kiss and Time.
1: Yeah, I mean it's. I I mean and actually you know the Neil Bogart from Casablanca pretty much lied to them said that it was only going to be something used for the kissing contest promotion right and they so they go in they record it next thing you know oh yeah, let's reissue this it, with this they? song oh hell no they no. they they were basically strong-armed into doing the song um it's kind of fun to listen to cuz it's interesting to hear them do a song like this that
0: probably better than the original yeah, I mean, by spi- virtue of it being done by Kiss.
1: Yeah, or? I mean, I like it better than the I think Bobby Rydell did the original, but um, no, it's a goofy song, and it just it doesn't really fit with the rest of the songs. Oh, no, definitely not. But the re- I mean, other than really, other than Love Theme from Kiss, which is, you know, only like got played a few times, and I guess let me know, everything else got played all that, you know, the, these right. are basically most of your staples
0: right here. Yeah, because if you didn't count Kiss in time, I guess the only next option would be Love Theme, mm-hmm. but for worst but i even like love theme i footage. do too i just i love the groove to it and everything
1: i wish they would recorded the full version that they had written that goes into acrobat right you know and they if you watch that long beach 74 footage it's them yes. playing the whole thing and it rocks but yeah, i like get it's, it, cool. it's, it's it's a shame that they left off the, the fast part that it turns into but yeah so yeah we're in agreement on on first album
0: right on so far so good so i guess let's move on to hotter than hell why don't you tell me your best and worst off hotter than hell
1: this is a hard one to pick as far as best goes because there's a lot of great songs on this um and i and i'm not gonna i'm not counting in production or anything like that i'm going strictly by what song is what song cool for best i'm gonna go with got to choose all right that song is just that's just one of the lost gems of the early kiss days and and I, i said it on the show many times if the Rolling Stones or Bad Company or Free had recorded Got to Choose, I think it would have been a huge hit.
0: Yeah, I can agree with that. You're probably right. Yeah. So what's um, the worst?
1: Worst on this one?
0: It's hard to pick a best and a worst because when you get an album like this where it's all really good, <laughs> yeah. then it's like, wow, there really ain't no bad songs no? on this album. There's I nothing guess... terrible. There's nothing There's nothing that stands sticks out like Kissin' Time does off the first right. one. So it's kind of hard to pick a best and a worst because they're all really good.
1: I guess I would go with Mainline, but I do like the song. Yeah. But yeah, it's probably the the most forgettable one. A lot of people pick All the Way, but, but I, I, love all I always love The Hook and All
0: the Way. Yeah, me too. It's a great that's, song. That's one of my favorite Kiss songs and definitely, I think, one of the more underappreciated mm-hmm. Kiss songs that are really good. For me, both different.
1: Uh-huh. I know I what picked, your number one for is. For the
0: best, I picked Watching You. Oh,
1: you didn't pick Parasite.
0: I was thinking about "Parasite." Parasite's a great song, but I just I really like watching you. Okay. And uh, for the worst, I picked "Coming Home." Really? Yeah. But again, this home. was one of them albums where it's all so good. Yeah. Even the worst song is a great song, you right? Know? So, "Coming Home," I guess I'll call it my least favorite.
1: Yeah, but it's hard. But
0: it's not a song that I dislike because I actually do like the song quite a bit.
1: And so. what a you know what a. Showcase for it on Unplugged. Open up Unplugged yeah. it. It was, and it really made the, made you realize how great the song right. is. See?
0: Yeah, you're right about that because listen to it on, on, on Hotter Than Hell. It's all right. Yeah. It's a good song. It's okay, but when you listen to it on Unplugged, they totally breathe new life into oh, that yeah. song, and it makes you, like you said, it makes you go back and say. Yeah, I'm gonna listen to that again. Mm. Maybe it's not the worst song on Hotter Than Hell. I don't know. But yeah, the
1: first—I mean, the pick. first three albums are so hard to pick from.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Dress to Kill ain't no easy. Yeah, yet. let's go to that one. All right, for Dress to Kill, my favorite song off Dress to Kill is "Come On and Love Me," and my least favorite song. And again, this one's difficult because I like all of them. There's mm-hmm. nothing on here I say I hate. But I guess if I had to pick one least favorite, and I think you'll agree. It's ladies and wait. Oh, yeah, I absolutely agree. I know you hate that song. Hate I that actually song. like it.
1: It's one of my least favorite Kiss songs.
0: But as far as what's on this album, yeah, I think it's my least favorite.
1: For so that's my least favorite too. So for my favorite, I got to go with "Come On and Love Me Too." Yeah. It's just such a great song. It is a
0: great song. So well written, clever lyrics, yep. awesome hooks. It's got a little bit of everything in it that you'd want from a Kiss. Song. References
1: to astrology. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's yeah, it's almost highbrow lyrics for Kiss.
0: <laughs> totally, yeah, yeah. A little too smart for Kiss. Although fans, so you're but a good looking anyway,
1: except for the line, you're you're good looking and you're looking like you should be good. But
0: I like that though because it's got that it's got that good flow to it. Yeah, the way he it's like wordplay. It. Yeah, it's word wordplay, but it's it sounds cool when Paul Stanley says it. Yeah.
1: So we're gonna skip the live records, right?
0: Yeah, we'll yeah, skip okay. the live ones. All right. So I guess that brings us up to up to uh, Destroyer. Mm-hmm. So for me on Destroyer, this one was tough, you know, mm-hmm. because I like all these songs too, and I really had to think about it. And what I was trying to do on this is because I get biased over songs I've heard a million yeah, times. Yeah, me too. And so I say, yeah, yeah you know, it's a good song, but geez, you know, I you hear it every time Kiss plays live. You, if you're going to hear a Kiss song on the radio, you know, chances are it, it might be Detroit Rock City, but the more I looked at the track listing on this album, uh, the more I had to admit, you know, Detroit Rock City truly is one of the most recognizable Kiss songs for a reason,
3: mm-hmm.
1: you
0: know? It's just a kick-ass song, you know? And the the guitar work with Ace Fraley and Paul Stanley together on this one, yeah. you know, man, is that solo something, yeah. you know? That stands out not just in the Kiss catalog, but in all rock songs yeah. as something really, really special. And as much as I love pretty much all the Destroyer I got to give it to Detroit Rock City. It's legendary for a reason.
1: This is tough, because it's it's between Detroit and a different one for me.
0: I'm not saying it was easy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, just to be different, I'm going to say shout it out loud. Yeah. Uh, Because, you know, and I know Rock and Roll Nights is a big hit and all, but for an anthem I'll, I'll take Shout It Out Loud any day over Rock and Roll and I I think so too I just, it's just yeah. more of a fun song I love the trade off between Gene and Paul yeah and it's just and it's always great and every that's one of those I know people complain about being played live too much but that's one that I always enjoy hearing them play live
0: right you know if if you don't like the song because it's overplayed and that would be probably the only real true reason to not like it mm-hmm. is because you go, oh man it's an obligatory kiss song you know right. you have to play it I have to hear it but when you break it down, and it kind of goes that way with Detroit Rock City, too, it's hard sometimes not to let something that you feel is overplayed mm-hmm. kind of warp your pick.
1: Yeah, I'm trying you know, not like to take that stance on any of these. for what
0: they truly are is just good rock tunes, yeah. both those songs are great. Yeah, okay. You know? But there's so many great songs on this album. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the worst song is Beth. You really think so? Absolutely. What's worse than Beth on this? I think Great Expectations is worse than Beth. Great Expectations would be second to the worst, I think. I don't
1: know. It's and it's one that I liked when I was a kid, but just I don't know. But it, you know, it's one of those in hindsight that just hasn't really aged well. Yeah. Give me the. Uh, you've heard Gene's demo, or where he's like referencing the band members, haven't you? No. Yeah, he's like you know you like. Uh, you see Pete beating his drum, and you know wonder what his hands can do. And you see Paul playing guitar. You haven't heard that one?
0: No. Why'd they change it?
1: I don't know. His original demo was like him like talking about every member in the band, not just himself. Wow. So I, that was actually more interesting to me. Yeah. But um, and they you know they ripped off I think it was Mozart on the guitar solo. It's just a yeah. it's a Mozart you know melody line, but it's okay. It's an okay song. But no, I mean Beth, I don't know. I know you don't like it, but for a ballad it's it's an amazingly written song and still a huge hit you know Ah, true but yeah i'll go with great expectations all right we move to rock and roll over
0: all right rock and roll over is up next what do you got on this one
1: very strong record yeah um for favorite on this one i would i'd probably go with i want you i think it's it's a very complete kiss song and one of paul's best jobs of writing He's kind of going after the Led Zeppelin bad company type vibe yeah. with the, the the way he wrote this one and another great one. Whenever they play it in concert, it's always great to hear. The Revenge lineup always did an amazing version of this yeah, live. They did.
0: Yeah, when they brought it back, yeah. they gave it some little. extra They would stretch punch. it out yeah. and yeah,
1: and it was it always sounded great with like modern distortion guitars and stuff. So yeah, I would go. I'd go with I Want You for the best.
0: I agree. You would. That was that was also my pick for the best song on Rock and Roll Over. Although it's really hard to pick, you know, I mean, you got such great songs. Ladies Room was another one like for Ladies me. Room. I really really like the song Ladies Room. I love the guitar tone in that song mm-hmm. and the way it's all laid out. Um Baby Driver, one of Peter Chris's best songs, Making Love was another one that was right up there for me. Mm-hmm. That was I mean just that that chugging riff in that song is killer. So yeah. not easy to pick a best and a worst on this one, <laughs> but for me the worst is easily hard luck woman really yeah no,
1: i don't agree with that at all no i love that song
0: see and i was kind of you know i was man when i was looking at these it's like oh this will be easy Mm-mm. this will be easy to sit down you know i know all these kiss songs so well, well as we know, get into man. the 80s it'll be a lot easier right yeah <laughs> but even at that you know there's some songs that like i don't know i listed my favorite ones off here but that like love them, leave them. That's my least. That's it's all right. I don't like that song.
1: No, I never have. Yeah, it's, I mean, I like the music and the, the guitar playing, but yeah, I hate Gene's vocal on that song. It's just comical.
0: Yeah, and take me. I think is uh. another one that where I would put kind of on the lower side. Of rock and roll over, but maybe I'm just not a ballads guy, you know. And so, well, oh, take me. He's not a ballad. Hard luck woman. Oh, hard luck like
1: woman. You mean? Yeah, it's
0: the worst song on here. Okay, it's, it's the one that I would want to listen to the least. So if I had to pick these
1: for a Kiss song. Not so great, but for a Rod Stewart song, it would be awesome. Oh man, it would have
0: been a great Rod Stewart song. <laughs> you know, it, like you said, with that what we were talking about earlier. Had Rod Stewart done that song, it probably would oh, have been a massive hit, easily a number one hit single. Do you like Garth Brooks's version? I mean, not really. No,
1: <laughs> I thought it was great. Too. Hey, it was
0: cool at the time, I think, because Garth Brooks was so popular, yeah. you know, and so many people like Garth Brooks, and he was like the number one artist of that time of, mm. yeah, across genres. You know, he was the yeah. man, and for him to come out and say, "Oh, I, I love Kiss,"
1: do you know the story behind why he ended up doing that
3: song?
0: No. <laughs> so I just figured they needed somebody for kiss my ass yeah. and well, they asked, he talked about like and kiss. Yeah,
1: so that's where it started and from what I gathered they <laughs> kiss flew out to Nashville for like a middle of the night recording session with him. And when they got there Garth, they go, okay, what are we doing? But Garth goes, I want to do God of Thunder. Really? Yeah, and Gene was like, no, you are, Garth Brooks is not going to do God of Thunder. It's a bad move, Garth. Yeah. He's like, you're going to do Hard Luck Woman. So he wanted to do God of Thunder. Can you imagine Garth Brooks singing that?
0: No, I was <laughs> going to make a joke and say, I want to do Mr. Speed, but God of Thunder is even worse Yeah. for Garth Brooks. But yeah, that was his choice. What would that have been?
1: Maybe I well they did, when they did and that may be like when they did MTV Unplugged you know they when they were goofing off between songs they played like a country western version of God of Thunder that's probably where the idea came from <laughs> with Gene you know trying to sound country yeah that's probably where they started doing that oh at. I'm sure but that's Gene was probably like are you on crack you want to do God of Thunder you're in a country artist
0: that's pretty cool though it, yeah that, if Garth Brooks could have a choice yeah a that's what to he cover, wanted to he would have wanted to do God yeah. of Thunder yeah
1: I would have been interested to hear it I, I probably would have cringed
0: but should have saved it for the Chris Gaines solo album. Yeah,
1: it would have fit on that.
0: No, it wouldn't, though.
1: <laughs> well, not much of anything fit on that album. Oh, no. All right, so, oh, yeah, Love Gun.
0: Yeah, so Love Gun's next. This one was really easy for me. The best song on Love Gun, in my opinion, is I Stole Your Love, and the worst song on Love Gun, so easy to pick this one. Of course, the it's cover. Then She Kissed Me. Hmm kiss doing songs with the word kiss in the title it's not a good idea (laughs) this is going to come up again Mm, for my favorite on this one i
1: stole your love is awesome it
0: is awesome
1: as a a live song it's my favorite opening song yeah totally great song open up live too of course that was also the first concert i saw was hot in the shade and they played that so i'm a little biased i'm gonna go with the title track um paul paul brags about this song a lot and i think he should i think it's a Killer song, I love Ace's soloing on it. I just I love the riff. Always comes off well live. I yeah. know people get sick of hearing it, but I just and I love the bait the the bass riff in this song is great. True, it's just yeah. that kind almost jazzy ding, ding 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 It's just it's a cool bass riff. So I'm gonna go with Love Gun. Um, for my least favorite,
0: hmm, there's nothing on here worse.
1: than... <laughs> I don't than mind. Then she kissed me. me. It's not bad. Um, it is.
0: <laughs> It is bad, Chris. I'm tempted to give to say. I'm bad. tempted
1: to say hooligan over then she kissed me.
0: I don't think so. Not even close. Hooligan's way better than that. All right, I'll go with then she kissed me.
1: But a hooligan's a second, the next to worst, in my opinion. Hmm. Yeah, I guess you're it's right. funny though. There's a cut like almost human and got love for sale. When I was a kid, I didn't really care much for. But I, as I got older, I, I fell in love with the, both of those songs. Yeah. Especially got love for sale. I didn't like that one at all when I was a kid, but now I love it. I always liked that song. When Gene's band played it on the solo tour, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, came off great live. And of course, you got
0: the vocal debut of Ace Frehley. Yeah, I'm shock me.
1: You're being very impartial because I was I fully expecting Shock Me well, to be your just pick. Every
0: Ace Frehley <laughs> yep. song. That'll change too as we get along. Here. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I got to be honest on this one and. I just I love the song, I Stole Your Love. I love everything about that song. And there's a bunch of great songs on this one. You can't discount Christine 16 mm-hmm. or Tomorrow and Tonight even is a good song. Yeah, the
1: anthem that never really was. Uh, and of it course, cracked,
0: Almost Human is killer. Cracked me up that they
1: did a version of Tomorrow and Tonight for Alive 2 and yet never played it live once. <laughs> it's like, well, record it, soundcheck, add audience. Weird. <laughs> All right, so let's count Alive 2. Yeah, for the new songs. For
0: we'll, we'll do side four of Alive 2 we'll just count the new ones this was another one too I know you're going to expect me to say oh yeah it's Rocket Ride right? but actually for my favorite song off the side four of Kiss Alive 2 it's Larger Than Life because that's just one of the greatest Kiss songs ever recorded I agree but really every single one of these songs on side four of Alive 2 are great I mean it's so difficult to even pick one you mean there's not one that you don't think is great i guess if i was going to pick one that i didn't think was great i would say any way you want the dave five cover you know another but even even that one's all right it's
1: a fun song yeah it's cool to hear them do a 60-0 song
0: like out of all the covers that we've talked about already this is the best one so far um i
1: will agree with you with larger than life but I will say, "Rocking in the USA" is my least favorite. Really? Yeah, I don't. I've never liked it much. It's okay. It's just, but it's it's a it's a bit of a throwaway to me.
0: But everything else is. So you like awesome. any way you want it better than All American Man? Wow! Yeah, very interesting. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't agree with that.
1: Germany was really neat. Jump have much to eat. <laughs> Come on.
0: Well, when you put it like that, you I know, guess Paul, that is kind of.
1: Paul has made fun of Gene's lyrics on that song forever. Yeah. Uh,
0: like, Flying in a 747.
1: <laughs> but for a guy who came here from Israel with nothing, I mean, it, it's kind of cool that he wrote right. a song like
0: that. Sure. Because, I mean, that's him. It's, like, real. You yeah, know, it's he not, loves America. It's not a sex song, you know. It's that's true. A, it's it's not him not breaking a, character. It's not a I'm Awesome song. It really is Gene Simmons breaking character.
1: Is that the first song he's ever written that's not about? Well, I guess Going Blind or All the Way are kind of not sex-based. Right. But... Other than that, everything else is usually sex or
0: demon-based. Right. So yeah. this
1: is more just about being a touring musician and how much he loves the, the United
0: States. Man, I love those songs off of Live 4. Oh, I do the too. Studio tracks. Also good. Yeah. You want to do the solo albums? Yeah. All right. Well, first one to come out was Paul Stanley. I think we're probably going to agree on this one. I'm betting. Mm, I don't know. I'm betting we do. So for me, on the Paul Stanley solo album, easily the best song on there is Tonight You Belong to Me. Hmm. I love that song so much, and I think easily the worst song on here, this one was pretty easy to pick, Hold Me, Touch Me. <laughs> now, don't tell me you got them in reverse. You think, oh, Hold no, Me, no. Touch Me is no. number one. I,
1: Hold Me, Touch Me is a pretty cringeworthy ballad. It's I, awful. It's, and I you know, I love ballads, even pretty syrupy stuff, but this is it's a cringeworthy song. I hate it. And mostly because of his vocal delivery. Yeah. Well, I know that you were sleeping.
0: Yeah, I don't know but what he was trying to emulate on, on that. It's just... But it's not Paul Stanley, that's for sure. It's
1: just way too... I don't know. It's just cheesy as hell.
0: Um, there's some great stuff on this album. I'm
1: going to... No, I... You know, when I was a kid, uh, It's Alright was my favorite song on this record. Yeah. Because I just... It was, sounded like a straight-ahead kiss song to me.
0: I always liked Love and Chains when I was That's
1: younger. a good one, too. Yeah. But, um... But my favorite, which has been the my favorite for the past few years, has always been uh, Wouldn't You Like to Know Me.
0: You can't take nothing away from it. Like I said, there's a lot of great songs on this album. To me, man, Tonight You Belong to Me, I love the way, I love that one too. The way it starts out one way, and then just out of nowhere, it's like getting punched in the face yeah. by rock and roll.
1: It's probably the know? most dynamic song on the record. Yeah. Like, there's a, there's a lot more pieces to it. Um, but yeah, yeah, this album's so good. Uh but yeah, wouldn't you like to know? Me is just great power pop. Like if you're into old school, like Cheap Trick, the Raspberries. I could you know, if you're into that type of stuff, this is uh, the song for you. My least favorite on this one. Yeah, it's got to be "Hold Me, Touch Me." I don't. Yeah. I can't really even consider anything else. Yeah,
0: because this one's so easy to pick a worse. It's a lot harder to pick the best song off Paul Stanley's solo yeah. than it is to pick the worst song. I guess that's a good thing.
1: And "Hold Me, Touch but- Me" was the single. See, that's crazy.
0: What the fuck? The worst song on the album.
1: <laughs> why would you go with that?
0: Really, truly the only bad song on the album. Yeah. And that's the single. Mm. Weird.
1: Yeah, I don't know why you would pick that, but... All right. So that's a live, too. So now we're going into... Well, that was Paul Stanley. Oh, Paul Stanley. Um,
0: so let's go into Gene Simmons next.
1: Gene Simmons, okay.
0: This one was a little bit trickier, I think. Not hard to pick the worst, but kind of tricky to pick the best. Mm-hmm. Because it's the thing with the Gene Simmons solo album is that each song is so different than the yeah. one before it. Like, each song on this album sounds like <laughs> the only thing tying it together is Gene Simmons himself. Right. Because it's like a different band on every song. Yeah, there's so many you guest know? players, it's crazy. So, I mean, I guess easily enough, of course, the worst song is When You Wish Upon a Star.
1: I almost wonder if we shouldn't count that one. I mean, it's. I guess we can. But
0: I mean, it is. Yeah,
1: it's on, it's there. on there.
0: He put it on there. He's got to yeah. live with it. Okay, <laughs> so he deserves the
1: scorn he's getting.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> I think the best song—it's hard to pick too. But I guess I just got to go with "Radioactive" because really? it's, it's the hard mm. rocking song that you'd expect. It was the the most Gene Simmons Kiss-like song on the album. That's True. You know, there's some great well, stuff on
1: here. But I see, you're in your dreams. That was a Kiss song.
0: Right, but it's done differently. Yeah, it's it's not a kiss song anymore. It used to be.
1: I'm gonna have different picks for both. Okay, because I'm I'm not just as my. So you're
0: not gonna count when you wish to no, a I'm not okay, counting. So it. if we're not coning that, I guess I'll go with True Confessions. Okay,
1: that was not very good either. Um, my least favorite on this album is Tunnel of Love. I've really? ne- never liked this song. I like Tunnel It's annoying. Um, it rocks, man. I like it. And then for my favorite, this has been my favorite for a long time. Man of a Thousand Faces. I just I love that he wrote a song about Lon Chaney, and I love the string section on it. And I still say, and I've said this on the show before, if they did like a heavy version of this with the guitars doing the string section part, yeah. it would be a badass song. True. Do you know he wrote that during Dress to Kill sessions? Really? Yeah. Wow. It goes all the way back to seventy five.
0: But I suppose that version is probably way different oh, than yeah. what ended up on here.
1: But but I love the you know him growing up on horror movies and writing a song about Lon Chaney. I think yeah. that's cool.
0: When I was looking at this and I say, okay, well, I guess I'm going to go with radioactive because it's the heaviest, hardest rocking song on here. Mm. It's the most Gene Simmons of Kiss like song on here. But you know, Man of a Thousand Faces. That one was kind of up in contention, too, with it when I was kind of cool. juggling. And Mr. Make Believe. I like that one, too. It's my favorite Beatles song. It's a great Beatles yeah. song. See
1: You Tonight's a good Beatles song, too. Yeah. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and, weird Weird but, album.
1: But that album... Just a strange I one. appreciate it more now than I used to. Yeah? Yeah, I, I used to just dog it out and hate it. But now there's several songs I actually like.
0: See, I don't know. I think I'm the opposite. I think when I was young... Little kid listening to these albums, looking at the album cover with a little bit of blood dribbling out of his mouth, and it's like, wow, the demon, you know, and I think it it made me like it more than it really is good. Now that I'm older, I think I got more of a different perspective on it, Mm -hmm. and it's, I don't know, man, it's about... Twenty five percent.
1: Yeah. You gotta be in the right mood to listen to it.
0: That's true too. You know, yeah. you can be in the mood to listen to something like if Man of a Thousand Faces comes on. I could be listening to Slayer and Metallica and Anthrax and then this comes on and I'll be like, That's cool. Yeah. It's like, like a like break. <laughs> yeah, you take a little break. But it's it's still good, you know. Sometimes I know that I'm the hard rocker, mm-hmm. you know. I don't like the ballads, but yeah. I mean I do love the good ballads. You yeah, know, you ballads appreciate really the good, right ones. Yeah. And there are some really good ones on here.
1: Yeah. All right, so we do an ace now.
0: Yeah, let's go to ace. Um for me on this one, for the worst <laughs> How do you pick a worst song on the greatest? <laughs> I say album this is the hardest time, thing you've had, you had to do know? today. So <laughs> I guess I had to just break it down and call it Fractured mirror, really? Because it's it's just the instrumental, and I love every song on this album. You know, and this is this is my you know desert island album. If I could only have one album to listen to for the rest of my life, I think this would be it. And so every song on here is something I love. Mm-hmm. But I mean. I guess if I gotta pick one, I'll go with the instrumental. But my favorite song off the Ace Frehley solo album from 1978 is "Speeding Back to My Baby." It's a great one, just because the guitar tone. And oh, yeah, the guitar riff just, is great. Oh man, it's so good. I love that song so much, and the solo. You know, somebody says, oh, Ace Frehley ain't that great of a guitar player." Hold on a second, sucker. Let me play you the solo from uh, from "Speeding Back to My Baby." Now you tell me what you just said. Oh, yeah, the
1: backward solo.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. It sounds so good. So I'm
1: gonna have different picks than you on, on this one too. Okay. Um, for my favorite, I gotta go
0: with "Rip It Out." Rip It Out's awesome. It's just
1: and you know and also you know he brought it back for the Fraley's Comet days. They always played it. Yeah, live. yeah. It's just a killer song. The little Anton's little drum breakdown in the middle of it. Yes. For my least favorite, uh, this is gonna piss some people off. I'm gonna go with "New York Groove." I've yeah. never thought this song was all that. It's catchy, I know, but it, there's just not a lot to it.
0: Yeah, I guess if I was looking at these and I had to pick my bottom three, it would be Fractured Mirror, New York Groove, and I guess Wiped Out. Wiped
1: Out. Yeah, I didn't care much for Wiped Out back at the time. But, I mean, all the songs have merit to them. But, but yeah, New York Groove just, I don't know, never did much to me. If I'm picking a Russ Ballard song that he covers, I'll take End of the Night from Fraley's Comet yeah, over End that. of the Night's
0: a pretty great song.
1: But New York Groove is, it's interesting. It just It's kind of surprising. It, be, it became a hit because it was the 70s because it, it sounds like a very dated song to oh, this day. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, that is wild. You know, New York Groove, again, not the best song on the album, but that's the single, and it it does all right. You know, it's not like, it a, better number, than everyone else not like a number one hit single or anything, but by Kiss solo album standards, it does the yeah, best. It
1: was the big hit.
0: Yeah, it's weird. Weird hmm. how that all worked back then. Amazing the record, Late though. 70s were a strange time.
1: Yeah, a lot of drugs.
0: All right, so that brings us up to the... So I'm speaking of lots of drugs... <laughs> <laughs> The final of the four solo albums to be released in 1978, The Catman, Peter Mm -hmm. Chris. What do you got? Wow. (laughs)
1: Where do I start? Uh,
0: It's hard to pick a best and hard to pick a worst off of this. kind of is.
1: I mean, there are things I like on this, but like with with Jeans, you have to be in the right mood for for certain things. Um, hmm. (laughs) Uh... <clears throat> i used to really love i can't stop the rain probably more than everything but i'm not going to go with that for my favorite right now because you know our moods change all the time i'm going to go with a different ballad i'm going to go with don't you let me down i just think it's a cool ballad oh and P- peter's voice is great on it and it's very 70s you know you, you listen to it you it sounds like 1978 yeah um oh. for least favorite phew, jesus um I'm gonna go with "You Matter to Me." Ugh. Really? Yeah, I hate that song.
0: See, that's a song to me that sounds like classic AM seventies gold. Too much though.
1: Um, I don't. I, I hate the synthesizer part in it. It's a, it's like a disco song. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'll, but yeah, I mean, there's plenty of other candidates that's for right. the worst song on this, but I'll go with that today.
0: All right. Well, I disagree with you on both of those. Okay. For me, the best song on the Peter Chris solo album is "That's the Kind of Sugar Papa Likes." Oh. What that song sucks. It's like the most hard rocking song on the album. It's like the only song that doesn't have a lot of saxophone. That's like, overkill.
1: That's like picking the most hard rocking song on a bread album. <laughs> you know what the song's about, don't you?
0: What Peter Chris? It's kind of sugar like
1: Yeah, it's about it's about heroin. Really? Yeah. It's about it. It sounds like he's singing about a girl, yeah. but, but he's singing about heroin. Wow. It's like a love letter to heroin. Wow. Yeah. Him and uh, Stan Penridge wrote that. That makes it that much cooler. That dates back to the Chelsea days. Really? Yeah, they recorded that for the Chelsea album. That's wild. Several and of these songs that. are from those days, actually. Nice. Yeah.
0: But, yeah. Oh, yeah. The worst song on this album? <laughs> Come on, man. What? You can't put the word kiss in the title. It's kiss the girl goodbye.
1: <laughs> I like that one, too. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I, it's just cheesy ballads. And, I mean, yeah, there's nothing. I'm not, like, beating my chest that I'm loving these songs but right. i like them
0: the songs i like off of here i like i'm gonna love you i think is a good song um tossing and turning is really cool i like his version of that
1: i do too i like the live version they did of that. um
0: kind of sugar papa likes you don't like easy thing not really i don't know
1: <laughs> i'm trying to again i'm is, trying to turn again, into this a ballad is one person. of them
0: albums that you would really have to be in a certain kind of mood you, you know? know, but I will tell you drugs. but I will tell you something about this. You know, when I'm riding with my wife in her car and I got control of the radio because I bring the iPod with and I learned something a couple of weeks ago when I thought, okay, you know, the wife's been to some guar concerts and she likes guar. I'm gonna play some guar today. Mm-hmm. And we almost got into like a road <clears> rage <throat> situation. I was like, Oh shit, no more guar for you you know, Gosh. you're cut off.
1: Oh, it made her angry?
0: Yeah. So this last time I said, "Okay, I'm just going to play some mellow rock, you know. So I got my iPod separated from the heavy to the rock to the lighter classical, stuff. lighter kind of stuff, you know. And so I put that on the shuffle, and some Peter Chris songs started coming up, and she was digging it. She had no idea what it was. You weren't telling her that. I wasn't telling her what it was. Cuz then she go, "Oh." She was, <laughs> yeah, but she was digging it. She was loving it. So, I like I said, you know, certain mood, certain person, great songs, you know. Our buddy Greg I this is one of the greatest albums of all time. Greg Troyan yeah. did the Thin Lizzy episode. <laughs> of course he back. does. <laughs> <laughs> you owe Baco 17 know. cents for that, right? Yeah, reference. he's got
1: that trademark.
3: She's going to sue me.
0: <laughs> but it's not for everybody. And nine times out of ten, it's not for me. But I do like the song that's kind of Sugar Papa likes. And I do like the song I'm going to love you saxophone and all, I guess. <laughs> All right, we got through that one. <laughs> All right, so coming out of the solo albums, the band is back together, fully reunited. Not really. <laughs> the
1: Return of Kiss. The Return of
0: Kiss. With sort of. Anton Fig. Right, yeah. <laughs> Brings us up to Dynasty. This one, I think, easy to pick my favorite, not so easy to pick my least favorite. Okay. I think it kind of sucks that Dynasty always gets stuck with the label, that's the disco album, because right. there's only one disco song on it. Mm-hmm. The rest of these songs are good hard rockers and I like pretty much everything on this album. I really do. I don't I can't say there's anything on this album that I hate or no, I would like say you know, it's terrible. So for me, I give you a wild one wild guess what well, my first favorite song is off of Dynasty. Hard Times. No, it's 2000 Man. Oh, okay. But you knew it was an ace song. Got three of them to pick from. That's yeah. great. And my least favorite, the worst song on Dynasty, It's the disco song, I Was Made made for Loving You, you, which really isn't a terrible song. No, I mean. But it's the worst song on Dynasty. Certainly accomplished
1: a lot for them. Um,
0: Yeah, Yeah, it made people look at them differently. True. Made people in, you know, disco halls go, oh, kiss. And made Kiss fans go, what the hell?
1: 2000, man, was a big deal to me when I was getting into Kiss. Like, I bought the cassette of Dynasty and I've said this story before I played starts off with, I was made for loving you. And I'm like, what is this? Yeah. And then I went to the next song and it was 2000 and I'm like, this is much more like it. Right. Um, but as of now, I don't really go back to that song very often. Um, let's go, I'm going to go with charisma. Really? Yeah. I've always loved that song. It's a great song. it's, It's very simplistic, but, and I love the, uh, the droning guitar solo on it yeah it's 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 a very it's one of the most different kiss guitar solos there is it just has almost like a dark vibe to it and uh yeah and gene's lyrics are ridiculous you know uh, talking about how awesome he is but it's very gene simmons that's almost like him abandoning the demon character and just being like i'm I'm just Gene Simmons, and I'm all that. So I'll go with Charisma.
0: I'm a sex demon.
1: And I loved it when the solo band played that live. That was so cool to see it being
0: played live, finally. Yeah, no, it's cool.
1: Least favorite on this one... I don't really want to go with I Was Made For Loving You, but...
0: But you know as you have rest of these songs, you kind of have yeah,
1: to. Yeah, I'd, I'd pick that one last. I mean,
0: because look what else you got. You got Cherno sure Something. That's a great song. Which is an amazing song. It's not the heaviest <clears> thing Kiss has I ever love, done.
1: Dirty Living almost was it's my great. pick for the best.
0: Dirty Living is a great song.
1: That's a great, that's a very unusual Kiss song too.
0: Yeah, and I love the way Peter Chris sings it. It makes it, like you say, it doesn't even really make it like a Kiss song. But man, is it good. Charisma, you can't deny it, you know, the the riffage alone in yeah. that, you know, the way that song kicks off, Magic Touch, another one, not the heaviest thing Kiss has ever done, but still great a great song, and then you got Hard Times by Ace Fraley, yep. Save Your Love by Ace Fraley, and X-Ray Eyes by Gene, and you know, this isn't like we talked about with Black Diamond, where this is a fully united kiss no. front you know this is them coming off their solo albums going yeah well we each got our own songs yep. you know so we're each going to get into yeah. our own thing and then play on them together
1: but it's a it's an album I hard. love to go back to i um it's different but i i always enjoy listening to
0: this one yeah me too yeah. i like dynasty and i hate it that it's got the reputation that it has yeah. cuz it truly doesn't deserve it
1: now if you're going to go off the beaten path the next two albums is what really really goes off the beaten path
0: right and this one too was kind of tough to pick from and it also i think is kind of a underrated album you know in its own way yeah it could have been produced better i think it could have been some of these songs could have been heavied up a little bit and made a lot better but they are what they are because it was 1980 after all i'm talking about unmasked
1: this is kind of the new wave album i guess At least in certain certain
0: cases, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, look at what was big at the time. Yeah, the
1: cars and bands like that were were huge. So I get get what they were going for. There's a lot of good songs on here, too, though. There
0: really is. When you break it down and really look at it, because Unmasked Mm. kind of falls under the radar when you're thinking Mm -hmm. about Kiss records. You know, you're thinking about your favorites. Unmasked usually doesn't come up in your thoughts right away. But when you break it down and really look at these songs and say, okay, pick your favorite song off Unmasked, it's kind of hard. Uh No, m- mine's they're kinda, easy. They're kind of equal.
1: Yeah, well, damn, it's between a Paul song and a Gene song. It's hard yeah. to... You go first. Okay,
0: well, for me, I think, obviously, the worst song is Shandy. No? Oh, You're shaking your head no. You're looking at me not like I'm crazy. Really?
1: No. That's definitely not the worst song on this You're album. You're
0: out of your mind. Shandy is so the worst song on this album. That's
1: a well-written pop song
0: you may not like it but you can't say it's a bad song right I'm not saying it's a bad song it's a bad kiss song <laughs> alright but by somebody else it might have been like one of those deals you know who Who could have done Shandy and made it a number one hit single
1: oh, well some people would say Joe Walsh because Paul pretty much ripped him off on the riff for this song like yeah. the music musically it's almost exactly the same as a Joe Walsh song that came out around a year before
0: hmm but and in 1980 what if like the cars would have done
1: shandy that's uh, not really their style no. it would have taken yeah, maybe
0: shandy is different from a lot of the other toto or here. a
1: band like that may yeah,
0: maybe toto or something
1: a poppy or band
0: yeah but
1: Tensy. it's definitely yeah, not the toto. worst song on this record you don't think so no there's one that's way yeah <laughs> and you're gonna get way mad at me
0: <laughs> come on <laughs> Nobody, and I look at these songs on here, nobody would ever name a podcast after one of the worst songs on Unmasked. I'm not talking they?
1: about Torpedo Girl.
0: You're not? No. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. Because that would be my, besides really? Sandy, I think Dude, Torpedo Girl is I think
1: Two Sides of the Coin is just a complete turd. Really? I hate that song. The lyrics are fucking ridiculously bad.
0: No, are you being tainted because somebody ruined (laughs) this song by using it as their podcast name? I
1: hated this song when I first got the album, and I still hate it today. I think it sucks. I I love Ace dearly, but this is a terrible song.
0: Well, it's not as good as Talk To Me.
1: I met some ladies. I met some girls. They can tell that they just want to whirl. What the fuck?
0: Yeah, that is kind of The
1: lyrics are absolute garbage on that song.
0: We ought to sit down and do a worst kiss lyrics episode. That's going to be a contender because the lyrics are just. Before the end of Kiss yeah, Christmas in July. That
1: would be a funny episode. Spend half the show on Gene's 80s songs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you, so we got our worst. We tear through that episode yeah. like a hot knife through butter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's
0: a great lyric. <laughs> All right. So we got our worst picks out. What's your favorite? This one's tough. You know, I really like the song Talk To Me. That was one I always liked Talk when to I was younger. Great. Um, I like your all that I want, I think is a great song that doesn't really get a lot. That doesn't seem like one you would like, but these are kind of poppy songs, but like I said, there's elements to these songs. Like if this was produced in a different way, people would look at this album completely different Mm -hmm. because the songs are solid, but it's the presentation that I think kind of wrecks it on unmasked, (laughs) but oh man, it's tough. I mean, what makes the world go around is a cool song too.
1: I like the solo on that one. I think Paul plays a solo on that song.
0: Yeah, easy as it seems. Is that you? I gotta go with. And this is tough, but I guess I'm gonna go ahead and bite the bullet and say I'm gonna go with Naked City. Okay, I really, really like Naked City, and I I think I think again it suffers from the production and the presentation. Way more than it does to say, oh, that's that's not a good song, because right. it's a great song. It's a
1: great song, one of Gene's best, actually. Him and uh, Bob Kulik and Peppy Castro and Vinny Pontia wrote that.
0: I wish they could get a hold of the masters of this and go in we and mix. tweak the tones on the guitars and things mm-hmm. like that on some of these songs.
1: Well, since you picked Naked City as your favorite, which was – it was between that and this next one. My favorite is Tomorrow. Tomorrow's a great song. This song – this is where I say if so-and-so recorded – if Rick Springfield had recorded this song. Oh, totally. It would have been massive. Yes. 'Cause it sounds like a Rick Springfield song.
0: Rick Springfield, maybe Cheap Trick, yeah. something like that, yeah. That's it's a perfect something, pop rock song. Something that's sitting right on the edge between pop and rock. You know, this is like
1: one, that. and they released that as a single too, and I, this is one where it just it's inexplicable to me that it was not a hit.
0: It should have been. It's one of them things where you know, it's 1980, Kiss has been around for a long time, they're known for being yeah. this, but now they're trying to be this. So the fans that are already Kiss fans that actually stuck through with through Dynasty and said, no, no, you guys are idiots, there's only one disco song on this album, the rest of it rocks, I'm staying with Kiss. Then you get to unmask, and then you're like, <laughs> okay, clearly they're going out of their way now to do something that they're really not. And even if it's, like I said, the songs are well-written, but, man, Vinnie Poncia co-writes a lot of songs on this album, and it shows, you know, it really comes through because he's going for what's popular at the time. He's looking to move a lot of albums. He doesn't care about the fans' perception of Kiss. He doesn't care about what Kiss does after this. He wants these albums to sell now, you know, because he's the producer.
1: Well, I think they were. Their mindset was probably: we already have this many fans, so we need to change it up and get more fans. But when you go that far away from what got you those fans to start with, you lose those fans.
0: Right, you lose the original fans, and with this, then you got say say somebody who's a fan of the cars. You know, we're using them as the example because they were so big in 1980. Somebody that's a fan of the cars, or even Rick Springfield are not gonna all of a sudden become KISS fans. Right. Because if you're a fan of the Cars in Rick Springfield, you are against KISS. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not for it up to this point. Right. You're not gonna say, Oh wow, you know that band Kiss that I used to hate? All of a sudden I like them because of this album. Right.
1: Doesn't work that way. It
0: might happen one or two cases, not a lot. Right. In the most case uh perception is real. New people ain't having it. Old people don't want it. Yeah.
1: You paint yourself in a corner. So let's get to
0: <laughs> this one's pretty easy, I think. Music from The Elder.
1: I know what your favorite is.
0: You do you? It's
1: gotta be Dark Light.
0: If we're doing a show up based on the guitar solos alone, then definitely it's not your pick. Dark Light, but no. Okay. It's just a boy. You're fucking lying. I'm not too young to be sailing. I love this song. Paul Stanley. His vocal power has never shined stronger.
1: Okay, Devereaux's created a like, cybermetric or, or cybernetic Aaron Camaro and sat him in the chair across from me. Something's wrong. What'd you do with Aaron?
0: I'll get you, Mister Blackwell. You'll pay for that. Yeah, you, don't, no.
1: you know that's not your favorite.
0: No, it's my least favorite. Okay, clearly, <laughs> it's everybody's least favorite. I've never met anybody, even people that are Kiss fans, that say, you know what, I like The Elder, you know, because there are some of us still out there. Yeah. Really do like The Elder. Nobody's going (sighs) to tell you Just a Boy is their favorite song.
1: Probably not.
0: And if it is, it's probably maybe the only Kiss song they've ever heard, perhaps. I don't know. It would have
1: to be. All
0: right. If there's somebody out there that thinks Just a Boy is the best song on The Elder, we would like to hear from you explain yourself why.
1: Just. Get clearance from the mental institution to get on the computer.
0: Yeah, and we won't hold our breath waiting for that either. Yeah. So Just a Boy is the worst. Okay. I'm sure you agree. Yeah,
1: you have to have to pick that one.
0: There's nothing worse. There's nothing worse in the entire Kiss catalog, I don't think. Mm, that's debatable. Than Just a Boy. What's up there, though.
1: What's your favorite?
0: Only You. Only You? Yeah, I love Only You. The only thing I don't like about that song is the the vocal effects.
2: Like, yeah. we, it's it's like struck, the guitar
0: is awesome. The tone of the guitar is awesome. The song itself, the way it's written, the way it's put together, it's an amazing song through and through. Mm-hmm. But then you get like
1: me see, yeah.
0: that shit, you that, know.
1: That's them trying to be Pink Floyd.
0: Yeah, not cool. But other than that, uh, as far as the one song on the Elder, if I had to take one and throw away the rest, yeah. I would sure miss that guitar solo off of Dark Light, but I'd have to go with only you.
1: That was almost my pick for favorite. I'm going to go with "Under the Rose." Yeah, because speaking of guitar solos, I love yeah. the like the delay effect on the guitar tone on that. I don't I'm not real crazy about the monks chanting and the you know loneliness. Well, I don't care much for that. But it's but a it's, cool. it, it's a cool. That's like the one song that it sounds like they're being genuine and like they're trying to do this concept and it comes off believable. Most of the record right. it comes sounds like they're half assing it to me.
0: Right, yeah. Trying to do either they I don't know. And under the Who rose can explain it. Co
1: written by Eric Carr.
0: Yeah, that's it's a great song. I like it. You know, there's there's a handful of things on the Elder that are worthwhile, you know. Okay, maybe not a handful, but you know, mm. a couple. Well,
1: I'm happy to move on to creatures
0: now. <laughs> Actually let's take a little pit stop in between because oh, okay. uh between creatures and music from the Elder, we got Killers. Oh, this that's is, got four this, new tracks on
1: it. This is easy for Best and Worst for me.
0: I think so, too. I think you're probably going to agree with me when I say the best is Nowhere to Run and the worst is I'm a Legend of Night. No. No.
1: The best is definitely Nowhere to Run. Yeah. One of the best Kiss songs ever. Um, The worst to me is Partners in Crime. I'll, really? Yeah, I never liked that song.
0: I like Partners in Crime. I think I'm a Legend Tonight is way worse than Crime. No, Partners I like that crime. much better than Partners in Crime. Really? Yeah. I thought that one was gonna be a slam dunk. No,
1: no, I don't like I never like Partners in Crime.
0: I can't imagine why not.
1: Sounds like an Olivia Newton John song. Eh. Maybe that's the production thing. I don't know.
0: I don't know. Either. But the chorus is pretty weak.
1: Partners in crime. When I'm a
0: legend tonight? Come on. I like that one. I mean, it's okay. It's not the worst thing they've ever done. But I don't think it's the best song on Killers. We'll have to agree to disagree. I guess so for this one. Man, that's one I thought for sure. That's easy. Chris and I are going to agree on that.
1: We haven't had too many where we agree on
0: both picks. No. All right. Okay, so let's go to Creatures. This one's hard. Yes, it is. Creatures was really, really hard. Not just to pick the best, but also to pick the worst. Because there's not a bad song on this whole Mm. album. Right. You, know, you can't Start say, oh, easily this one's the no. worst song because, I mean. This album's a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. It's a complete album. It really is. Yeah. There's not a bad song on it. So after a long time of contemplating on this, <laughs> I said, well, I guess if I have to pick a worst, I suppose. I don't know. Damn it, they're all so good. I'll go with Keep Me Coming.
1: Really? Yeah. I love that
0: song. I do, too. That's yeah. the problem. I mean, I love this. all of these. Um, and hmm. the best one, I think, is the title track. Really? Creatures That's of the great Night. great, too. They're all good. But every song, I mean, yeah. you could interchange all that all the time, you know? Because, I mean, there's so many great songs on Creatures of the Night.
1: All right. For mine, my least favorite on this, and this is where I'm going to kind of confuse you, but my least favorite is the ballad. I'm not going to go with I'm going to go with I Still Love You.
0: Really? Yeah. I do love the song. When I was young, I used to hate that song. I'd skip over it because the rest of Creatures of the Night is so heavy and so hard-rocking. It would come up to that, and I'd be like, yeah.
1: But if I'm having to pick one song to discard, I would pick that one.
0: Really? Um, I do love it, though,
1: Uh, especially the unplugged version. I think it's
0: the best ballad Kiss has ever done. You might have an argument for that. And so, therefore, I think it's, again, it's hard to choose off this one.
1: Well, I'm just going with my feelings
0: today. yeah, what is, people, let me ask you, what's the worst song on Creatures of the Night? It's not easy, is it?
1: And for the best song, I'm going to go with War Machine.
0: Yeah, that's a great song. That song just kicks ass. Creatures of the Night, Saint and Sinner. I love it. Yeah. Keep me coming. I love Danger. It's not bad. Danger's awesome. Rock and Roll Hell is yeah. one of my favorite Kiss songs. I love it loud. You know, yeah. that was one of the coolest things of being a kid, was seeing that video for I Love It Loud, because mm-hmm. it's like, Here's Kiss. That's what they're supposed to look like. You know, that's how they're mm-hmm. supposed to be. How that video wasn't a huge hit when this came out in the uh, early years of MTV. I guess people just didn't like Kiss no more at that point. Right. Killer. When I was little, Killer was my favorite song when I first got song? it because it's just so hard and It's mm-hmm. like heavy metal. Kiss. Yep. I love it. And of course, War Machine. Man. I love the riff and the drumming. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. That great album hard to pick. Another I, one. We'll the, come back at the end of the show and have two completely different songs. Oh, well,
1: probably. So, now the next one's going to be hard to pick from too.
0: This one was a little easier than wishes of the night, I think. Okay. But I still had to struggle for it. I think it was easier to pick the worst song than it was to pick the best song. But again, this is such a great album that there really isn't <laughs> You can't say, oh man, I like Lick It Up except for that song. That song sucks. Right. There's nothing on this album that sucks. Yeah. This one is pretty tricky. For me, the worst song is Dance All Over Your Face. Agreed. And the best song is I guess Pick One. I'm gonna go with Exciter. It's a great one. Yeah. I'd go with a Million to One. Yeah, I know. I know Uh, you know how I feel about that song. I agree.
1: Should have been a humongous hit.
0: You're the one that really called that to my attention when we talked about that so long ago. About you know could have heard that getting
1: played on the radio everywhere.
0: You know what? Let me go back and listen to a million to one one time. You know and see what Chris is talking about. And I listen to it. and I'm like, holy shit, he's right. You know, I really never took the time because Lick It Up's one of them albums that you put it on, you listen to the whole thing, and the whole thing is good. Mm -hmm. But when you really start breaking it down to songs. Yeah. You really got to look at each song and go, wow, this one's great. Yeah. That one's great. This one's great. Dance All Over Your Face ain't a bad song. It's not, nah, It's I, the worst song. on lick uh, it it's up. It's
1: definitely the worst song to, to me. But, give Me More is a close second. I'm not crazy about that one either.
0: Yeah, Give Me More, I guess. It's just
1: playing fast for the sake of playing fast. Oh, I and like the, that, though. The chorus is stupid. Give yeah. me
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's still not a bad song. It's okay. All right. All right. So, get rid of the makeup.
1: Yeah, now it's going to get interesting.
0: We're on to animalize. Hmm. We've had this debate many times, and uh, I've come to agree with you. What? When I really started looking at this and breaking down the songs and looking at best to worst, worst to best, I've had enough into the fire is my favorite song off here Same. it's just an it's amazing, clearly the best amazing song okay. yeah that's that's this is the one where it's like you looked at it and you go oh yeah i've had enough into the fire yeah easily the best
1: should be considered one of their classics in my opinion. worst is an underrated album <laughs> you know my pick for the worst
0: yeah i know i'm gonna go ahead and agree with you <laughs> oh this, really this time i'm gonna Ooh. go ahead and agree with you and say murder and murder
1: and high heels fucking awful
0: it's still a good song. <laughs> no, though. it's That's not. That's the thing. You it know, sucks when you ass. look at Eyes too, you look at this and go, "Wait a minute! Animalize is pretty damn close to a complete album too." There's you a know? lot of good stuff on There's here. There's nothing really horrible on here if you don't listen to Chris. I actually like Murder in High Heels. <laughs> it's terrible, but it just doesn't fit with the rest of the album. Yeah, it's just a. It doesn't really away. fit with. You know, I don't know, but I do like it. Mm. It's different. I like the way Gene sings it. He tries to do something cool and smooth with and his voice, else. and I like it. I like <laughs> it. Um, you agree with both those? Oh yeah, yeah. There you go. We got one we agreed on. Yeah. All right. It gets a little trickier coming up here because, I mean, there's there's some albums here that are top heavy and also bottom yeah. heavy at the same time.
1: So let's look at um, Asylum kind of like
0: that, where mm. like. There's good songs and there's bad songs, but, I mean, it's Kiss. They're all pretty good songs. Mm-hmm. This one was pretty tough for me to pick. I really had a hard time. I spent, like, some of these I zipped right through. It was like, oh, yeah, Animalize. I've had enough into the fire, Burn High Heels, awesome, mm-hmm. easy. You know, Creatures of the Night, a little bit trickier. Some mm-hmm. of these other ones, a little trickier. This one was tricky in a different way because I'm not the biggest fan of the Asylum album, all Right. but I still do like all the songs on it. So, I guess hmm, this was a tough one, too. I'm going to say the worst song on Asylum is Radar for Love. And I guess I think the best song is I'm Alive. Yeah. You think
1: that's the best song on this record? I think so. I think that's the worst song on this record. What? I think it sucks. Really? Why? I just never liked it. But it's cool. It's just like, it's It's the, hey, we have to write a
0: fast song song. But they're good at it. <laughs> I don't, nah, I don't like it. I like it. I think it's the best song on the album. Now,
1: Radar for Love would have been my second choice for the worst song on here, because I think it's really? bad, too. Um, For my
0: fa I think
1: they were correct with the single choice. Tears are falling is a, an amazing Kiss song. It's yeah, it's a popier song, but uh, if it didn't have the extended guitar solo by Bruce Kulick that is so well done, right? It wouldn't be nearly the song that it is. I no. think Bruce kind of makes Bruce is half of the equation for why that song's good. Um, so I go with Tears Are Falling for my favorite.
0: When I was young, my wow, favorite song Time alive. Oh my God, was Any Way You Slice It.
1: I like that one too. When I was younger. that
0: was the B side to Tears Are Falling. When I was looking at this, is like. You know, I used to really like Uh, All Night. I love the riff on it. I do, too. Yeah, musically, it's but great. But it's kind of goofy. It's a goofy-ass song. Radar for Love, not a big fan of. It's a Zeppelin rip-off. Yeah. Secretly Cruel? That's a good one. I that's actually, I like Secretly That's got Cruel. an old-school
1: Kiss riff to it.
0: What was that band that time... That had that video on YouTube. It
1: wasn't even a band. It was a one guy who did all the parts and then like filmed himself as each. Do you member. remember what that yeah. was called? It's called Double Virgo. Double Virgo. Yeah. He did
0: a version of Secretly Cruel. Cru- Cru- it's like rock and roll. Like Lover a cover, style. but it would have been like, yeah, if they would have released it in the seventies, mm-hmm. was great. Oh man, it's so cool. Yeah, yeah. look that up. And Double Virgo. Yeah. Doing Secretly Cruel. If you're a fan of old school Kiss it'll make you look at these songs differently for sure. And
1: I don't know if we've ever shared the story about this. We were interviewing the guys in Gene Simmons band over at their place and we brought that up after we recorded and had them watch the video. And they were just flipped out by it because, like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. And then they took it and showed it to Gene, who also loved it quite a bit. Oh, nice. Yeah, they were like, Gene, we t- showed video the video to Gene, and he loved it. So. He says,
0: damn it, that's how I should have done it on Asylum. Yeah. That would have been Aaron's number one favorite song. <laughs> I sure messed things up this time. Uh,
1: honorable mention to Who Wants to be Lonely. I love that song, too.
0: I do, too. Who Wants to be Lonely is good. But, King of the Mountain. But sometimes when I listen to these songs around this era, it's like, what gets me is I listen to it. And I go, ah, Bon Jovi rip off. Right. And the next one, ah, this is a Bon Jovi rip off too. I don't want Bon Jovi in my Kiss songs. I want Kiss in my Kiss songs. And I think that's why I like I'm Alive because it's got, it's hard, it's fast, it's heavy, and it's got like that good inspirational kind of message that Kiss delivers so well. And I think sometimes. Sometimes that gives it points with me. I always liked mm. that when I was younger, you know, when you when you're young and you wanna be cool but you don't know what cool they is were never and you dep- don't know how to be cool. Yeah. But, but you listen to kiss and go, Oh yeah. You just be yourself.
1: Yeah, they never were depressing lyrics. They always wrote uplifting stuff, even if it was about sex and partying, but there was always self empowerment. Yeah. Especially in a lot of Paul's songs. Yeah. He's always been that way. Gene too. Yeah, Gene too. Oh yeah, like um, uh, trial by Fire it's, you right? am gonna yeah. live my life the way I want to
0: see that was another one I that, love that song that was another one that was I had three on here that were really kind of fighting each other for the, my favorite pick and it was I'm Alive Trial by Fire and King of the Mountain yeah and I love all three of those
1: that songs. album's aged really well I love it
0: if you're a Bon Jovi fan
1: no, that, oh I am but I love well, that I love Tyler. All right, on to uh, the, the album that most people call their Bon Jovi attempt.
0: I didn't pick anything off this album. Crazy Nights. You didn't pick anything on no, Crazy Nights? No, I skipped it.
1: Really? Yeah. All right, well, you have to do it on I the I refuse.
0: No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you dick. <laughs> so I've got one favorite song off here and 11 least favorites. <laughs> oh. No, I'm just kidding. You sounded like Ralph. It is not good. It's yeah, not it their best. It's a great album. The worst song on this album. The front runner, I guess, out of the worst songs on this album. I just hate this song so much. Can I guess? You already know my way. It's the worst thing ever. <laughs> it's the worst thing ever. My way makes Bon Jovi look like Slayer. <laughs>
1: We should put that that phrase right at the beginning of the
0: episode. That's great. I hate that song so much. It's great for a Stallone movie. Yeah. It sounds I guess.
1: like a movie soundtrack song.
0: Should have been on for a uh, Montage. You know, should have been on Iron Eagle. Yeah. Never but yeah, I. I mean Eagle. bad songs on here. Reason to live. Ugh, can't stand it. Love it. My way is just the worst. I'm not a fan my way, of My, my I way I think way is the worst thing that maybe Kiss has ever done. Who is Bruce Turgeon? He he used to play with... What the hell is he doing here?
1: I think he played with Lou Graham and Phil Ashley, who was a keyboard guy that Paul mm-hmm. brought in, played with Lou Graham. So that's probably the connection there.
0: Yep, that sounds about right. Paul Stanley and Desmond Child don't need any help withifying these songs. Oh, man, you're killing me. Thanks a lot, Bruce Turgeon, whoever you are. All right. But yeah, there's some good stuff on here. There there's is? Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of good songs on here. All right. I'm a big fan of Thief in the Night. Me too. I really like that song, and that's easily the best song on Crazy mm, Nights. I would say it's the best. Uh, it is
1: I, for the, and this is another one where I'm like, where this one was actually released as a single, had a video, did, but did not become a hit, which I think should have. I thought Turn on the Night was a great pop rock song. I think it's you know, and that's Paul and Diane Warren writing that one. I just I think it was a great song. I love the video for it where they're playing live.
0: I'm not going to argue it. Turn on the Night actually is a pretty it's a, good song. It's a fun song. Especially for the time yeah. that it came and out. and it fit so well
1: in 1987. It's I know they're going for a hit, but it, like it probably should have been a hit. Yeah. It surprises me that it didn't actually. It's weird that Reason to Live actually did better than Turn on the Night, because you think Turn on the Night would have been a bigger, bigger hit for them.
0: Turn on the Night's a way better song
1: than Reason to Live. This is certainly a more accessible song for rock fans. But they both suck compared to no. "Good Girl Gone Bad." I like I like that one too. I think Gene songs have aged well. So, but if yeah, for the worst song, I'll go with "My Way." Also, I think it's just it's a, it's like two steps in the wrong direction. It's it's Paul's. putting it nicely. Yeah, well, it's just it's 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 a show off song for Paul. Is all it is.
0: They should bring it back and put it in the set list today. Oh yeah, that would sound awesome. <laughs> Jeez, shredded version. Uh, nasty. I hate it. All right, hot in we've, the shade. We've made it past crazy nights. Yep. That's half. The it's battle. gonna get
1: lean here in a second. <laughs> so, all right, hot in the shade. Hot you the got shade. fifteen choices here. Hot in the shade's a tough album. I have good memories of it, but it has it does. There's a lot of filler on this one, and a lot of good stuff. Hmm. But they needed a producer to cut stuff out of this.
0: Yeah. I'm going to go Worst Songs Forever. (laughs) (laughs) God. Because I just don't like (laughs) it. Come on, man. I just don't like it. Yeah, but. All right. I just don't like it. I mean, I get it. I get it for what it is. It's an
1: amazing song. For what it is. Bruce's Solo uh, elevates it above being the worst song on this record. Come on, there's way worse on this record than Forever.
0: Oh, wait a minute. I forgot about Read My Body. Yes. I totally forgot about right. Read My Body. Okay. okay, never mind. Forever gets a pass on this one. I'm starting to wonder about it. I guess you. I was looking at my iPod and uh, Read My Body didn't make the cut.
1: There's several songs that are worse than Forever on this.
0: Okay. Boomerang's not one of them.
1: I don't like that one either. I like uh, but I'll say Read My Body is the worst song on the record. Yeah, I easily. Guess
0: you're right. <laughs> yeah, but, I guess you're right. So
1: what's your favorite?
0: Um, I think. If I was going to pick a favorite off here, Daniel, you know, is this the same thing? Like you said, I've got great memories of this oh, yeah, because it I was the right release that day. age. Yep. When you're buying your own, you're looking at maybe getting to go to concerts. Yep, first tour I you saw. Know, seeing them on TV, old enough to start seeking stuff out for yourself. It was exciting. Hmm. But then you look back on it and you say, man, what a shitty album to come out during my Kiss heyday. At
1: the time, I thought it was the greatest but thing ever. At the time, ever. it was pretty damn
0: cool. <laughs> I guess if I'm going to pick my number one favorite song off of Hot in the Shade, it's not easy. Mm. I'm going to go with Somewhere Between Heaven and Hell.
1: Do you remember Courtney a uh, joke about that? Uh-uh. She's, she said, uh, Kiss has a song called, Gene Simmons wrote a song called uh, Somewhere Between Heaven and Hell, otherwise known as Gene's Taint.
3: <laughs> I do <remember> that. No. <laughs> I about That's fell right. out of my
1: chair laughing That's at that right. one. That's right. Um,. She is so funny. She is. Uh, all right. So I do like that song. It's not my favorite. I'm going to go. And this, we both picked ones that were not singles. So um, my favorite song on here, and has been for a very long time, was King of Hearts. Really? Yeah, I love the the little lead riff part at the beginning i like yeah. the, the lyrics on it are actually pretty cool it's a good it's a but it's buried it's what track 10 on the record right most people didn't even get that far when they listened to it
0: <laughs> they couldn't get past read my body well, and forever And cadillac and dreams comes right
1: before it i like cadillac dreams that song blows uh, another song co written by vinnie Pontia.
0: another one i was kind of considering for the best song in this album was little caesar i like that one too
1: but yeah king of hearts is, is my favorite on that one today
0: yeah, you're right. All right. It's hard to do this.
1: So the next one, I have to think we're going to be unanimous in what we oh, think yeah. is the this best. Oh, yeah, this one's
0: easy. This one's so easy. It's time for revenge. Yeah. Number one song off of revenge. Everybody knows it. It's unholy. By far. It's like the best song Kiss did when they took the makeup off. I Might think. be. Yeah, it's amazing. And the worst song, that's easy, too. It's every time I look at you. Mm-mm. What? Not for me. No? No. Come on. <laughs> what could be worse than that?
1: Well, it this is going to be another unpopular opinion. You should have put that song on Crazy Nights. I've never been a fan of Domino. Really? Yeah, I think it it just sounds like a bad ZZ Top song to me. I just I always thought it was stupid.
0: Now that I'm a little bit older, I guess I can kind of see where you're coming from with that. But when I was young and it was new, it was I cool. loved it. I thought it was so cool. I thought it was like the quintessential Gene Simmons, look at me, I get laid all the time.
1: Yeah, I mean, I used and I used to actually... I'm the
0: sexiest dude ever. When I was just a
1: bedroom guitar player, I used to like playing it because the riff's yeah. pretty simplistic.
3: Dun, 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 dun. Yeah,
1: it's it was fun to play, but I just, it, I've just i never liked the song. Whenever they play, when they would play it live during the Revenger, I was just like, oh God, time to go take a piss. I just didn't like it. It bores me.
0: It's not as good as it was when I was a kid. Yeah,
1: but that's think. my least favorite on there.
0: I, now, the, Every
1: time I look at you, I'm not crazy about either, and it certainly sticks out like a sore thumb on this yeah, record. Yeah, definitely. It's like we have to shoehorn a power ballad in it.
0: Right, when the rest of the album rocks hard. Yeah. Um, if Unholy wasn't on this album, mm. what would be the best? That's a good That makes question. it kind of tricky, because Unholy's the easy, yeah. oh, I don't even have to think about right. this, it's Unholy. Mm. But if you really got to think about it, what's what's the second best song on here?
1: I'd probably go with Take It Off. Oh, well, I, guess, I mean, yeah, well, God gave rock and roll to you, I guess I would
0: go with. Yeah, God gave that's rock and roll a, to you good.
1: Even though it's a cover, but it, it's an incredibly well done song.
0: I like Paralyzed.
1: That one I like now. I didn't like it back at the time. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was dumb back then, but I like it now.
0: And if they just said the word fuck. <laughs> I Just Wanna would have been so much better.
1: You now, that was the one that came off great live. Yeah. Whenever they played that during that time. It sounded yeah, because they brought awesome. the
0: strippers out.
1: No, that was Take It Off.
0: Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're
1: right, you're right. But I Just Wanna always sound a good live. Unholy, yeah. they never were able to pull off Unholy perfectly like they did in the studio. So, it was a better studio song. But anyway, though, that's our that's what we got for that one.
0: Okay, not bad. So, now we go ahead five years... That's wild, yeah. Big break in between. Carnival of Souls. Carnival of Souls is kind of tough because I really like most of what's on here, and there's nothing on here I hate. Oh, there's one I hate. I know there is, but I like that song. It's not my favorite, but I like it. I know which one you're talking about. We'll go first. You go ahead.
1: Uh, well, the one I hate is in my head. I've never, never liked.
0: Really? That
1: song. Yeah. What do you think I was going to say?
0: I thought you were going to pick Childhood's End. I don't like that one much either. Because I remember last time we talked about that, you were like, "Oh, Childhood's End." It's well, man,
1: vomit. It just—I uh, don't like that one either. But in my head, it just absolutely sucks. I don't like that song at all. Hmm. For my favorite, I'm going to go with Jungle. Um, yeah, it's just a complex song. It's got a great main riff. I love all the—I love how it goes on and on forever at the end with all the little, you know, playing around, which is something you don't see Kiss do. A lot of people like Master and Slave better, but I like I like Jungle better.
0: Yeah, I went ahead and picked Master and Slave. Yeah. I like that, but I do love Jungle too. Mm-hmm. And I was exciting at the time because at the radio station I worked at, they actually were playing that yeah. on the radio. They played The Jungle and I heard it was a couple like times. wow, you know, we went from Unholy to The Jungle and here's two kiss songs in a row that are they're only things that are new that anybody's going to play by Kiss. Mm-hmm. And they're both damn good songs, and it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's right. not my way. It's not gonna yeah. live, you know.
1: It's, you don't cringe when your friends hear it,
0: right? No, it's something <laughs> you'd be proud of. and Be like, yeah, well, have you heard this new Kiss song, "The Jungle"? Yeah, right. It rocks, you know. Same thing like with Unholy. You know, you could, you could. I couldn't wait to take these songs and have my friends hear them. And I was hoping my friends would hear them. So I'd get the hell off my ass about liking Kiss. Right. Least favorite song on Carnival of Souls. I guess, man, it's tough too because I like them all. I almost was thinking about the Bruce song, but I really like that mm-hmm. too. Um, I'm going to go with "I Confess." I kind of like that one. I do too, you know. But I think when I'm looking at it, and I got to put them in some sort of order yeah. and figure out what is the worst. I suppose I go with "I Confess." Okay, it's not the worst. It's not the best, but I don't think it's the best thing on this album.
1: Okay, so now it's time for the reunion record.
0: All right, we're definitely going to agree on this one, right? Yeah.
1: Probably not. No, don't, you don't think so. Uh, I have a weird
0: favorite on this one. You didn't. Oh, so you did pick "I Finally Found My Way" as your number one favorite How'd song you know? off of Psycho Circus. How'd you know? Because I know you, man. No, <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're going to be in agreement on the worst song. Look, can we already say that that's our both our picks for the worst song? Well,
0: obviously. Okay. If I would be hard pressed to find anybody no. who would listen to this album and not say that's horrible, it's
1: a steaming pile of shit. Just horrible. All right. So, what's your favorite?
0: Well, obviously it's into the void. Oh, God, no! What? Don't like that one either. No, I, I don't
1: like most of this record.
0: Eh, I really don't either. I'm Kiss standards, you know, I
1: rarely ever listen to this album. Like I, it, every time I've tried, I'm like, oh, eh, this sucks. Yeah, my favorite is a is an oddball pick. I'm picking Journey of a Thousand Years.
0: It's not a bad song.
1: It's and it almost sounds like something that could have been on the Elder. It's so different from everything yeah, else. Definitely. But I, I just I love the way Gene sings it. He hits a lot of high notes on it. I love the string section going in the background. It builds and builds. and also it does the callback to the title track with the string section.
3: Yeah, where I do like the strings that too. are
1: playing the the solo. Yeah. I think that and the the title track is amazing. I that is one of yeah. Paul's best songs. So I'll give him credit for that one. But overall, just not a good record.
0: I like the title track. <laughs> I like the song "Within." I yeah, I do like that. "Within" one. was really cool. That's a carnival. The
1: um, soul's record song.
0: Pledge of allegiance to state of rock and roll. I could take or leave. Musically, I like that one. Into the void, I like nope. a lot. Hate That's, it. Like when I listened to this the first time, I was so excited to hear it. Kiss was back, all four original members, <laughs> or so we
1: thought. On one song,
0: you know. And then when I listened through it, I was like, "Oh man, that into the void." You know, the even even if it wasn't the Ace Fraley vocal. The music, the guitar in it and everything, it's just easy. I think it's the best song. Well, I'll
1: say it does sound like the original band playing. Yeah. But it's it's just not a great song in my opinion. I, right. I, I wish they had played all four played on some of these other stuff.
0: Right. Would have probably elevated some of these songs to be Absolutely. better. Absolutely. Like
1: we are one. Ugh. Yeah, that one needs to no. th- that should have been on Gene's solo record, not on a kiss record. Yeah.
0: You wanted the best.
1: Oh, that song sucks, man.
0: Oh I, li- I like the way that they trade the vocals in it. It's I wish just they cheesy. I wish they'd done that with Different song,
1: yeah, but it's just it's just dorky.
0: It kind of takes me back to where we first started with this, talking about Cold Gin mm. off the uh, Electric Ladyland sessions, where Ace and and Gene kind of switch lyrics a little, or switch they switch vocals a little bit on that song. I really like the concept of all four of the all four members they, singing I, vocals on one song. Yeah, I like the concept of that, but the execution it just doesn't really work <laughs> with this song.
1: Yeah. That's cheesy. No more
0: war. Raise your glasses. Sucks. Finally found my way. It's the worst. Dreaming. I always thought was pretty cool. That's
1: a decent song. It doesn't sound like original Kiss, but it, it's decent.
0: And Journey of a Thousand Years could have been the best song on music from the album Yeah. Almost.
1: It fits the vibe of it. I like that. All right. So Shh. now. Cinco
0: Circus. Golly.
1: So now the, the modern version of Kiss.
0: See, I think this is where we're probably not going to maybe even come close on any of this. Well, let's see. All right, well, Sonic, Sonic Boom. Boom. The worst song on Sonic Boom: Danger You. <laughs>
1: I knew you were going to say that.
0: Danger Me. <laughs> Danger Us.
1: I don't agree. That's it's
0: ridiculous. It's, it's embarrassing. It's
1: one of the worst songs on it.
0: I'll I agree hate with that you, song. For the lyric alone, I won't listen to it. I was hanging out with some friends when that first came out, mm. and my buddy Tommy was over here, and I'm playing it, and he giggles.
1: I'm sure he did
0: and i was like yeah i know musically it's and not he, bad and he looks at me and goes danger you danger me danger <laughs> us really
1: <laughs> it sounds like some something somebody's dad would come up with
0: paul Stanley, you're better than that yeah. damn it embarrassing um, you, no, you don't think it's the worst no
1: the worst in this album for me is stand i think that's a cheesy ass yeah, song it sounds yeah. like a sounds like the theme song to a sitcom or something like it's a, the like family worst matters or some
3: shit
0: yeah
1: I mean, it's like stand by my side. I'll be next to you. Well, if, yeah, I, if I you stand like by my either. side, you're clearly next to me. It's just the lyrics are stupid.
0: Yeah, get away from me and quit singing this stupid song. Well,
1: and it's also written. It's also two guys singing about being best buddies and standing up for each other when you know they and hate they, each other's guts. They never
0: stand up for each other. <laughs> no. They throw each other under the bus yeah. every chance. Somebody they get. should
1: do it. <laughs> Somebody should do an edit of each of them insulting each other in interviews and placing them in the in between the lyrics. I can see Gene's ego from my house. (laughs) Just look over your shoulder.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I guess, you know, bad lyrics all around on that.
1: Awful song. Um, my, My favorite on this one is Modern Day Delilah.
0: Yeah, it's an awesome song. My favorite song off of Sonic Boom. And I don't know if people get mad at me for saying this, but I really like the song All for the Glory. Yeah. I like the Eric Singer vocal on that, you know? And it's like, yeah, okay, it's not Gene or Paul singing, but damn it, it's still a Kiss song. I don't mind it. But I I think that's the best song on the album. Tommy
1: Solo on that song's pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, Modern Day Delilah, I think fits in good with a lot of kiss stuff. Um, I think
0: so too. That was I, that was the first song try. I heard when the new one came yeah. out and I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, this is going to be cool."
1: All right, we're down to the last one.
0: What else? I mean, what about Russian Roulette, though? Uh, I like it. I like Russian Roulette. Never like enough. A, is pretty cool.
1: No, I don't like that one. No. Um, I like Hot and Cold. I like uh What's yeah, the Yeah, Hot and Cold is good. Nobody's perfect. Huh.
0: Yes, I know. Yeah, yeah yes, I know. That
1: cool. sounds like a 70s Kiss song to me. I thought that one was great. Yeah.
0: So there is decent stuff on Sonic. Yeah, Boom. I just
1: don't go back to it much. No. And I, I think really Mo- I Monster is a much better record than Sonic. I agree. Green.
0: So let's get to that. That's All our right. final choice here today.
1: Wow. This took longer to go through than I thought it would.
0: A lot of albums. You know? <laughs> I know. We, we Kiss fans, we got a serious problem. Yeah. Too many Kiss records. Oh, man. But yet, here we are. Wishing we could have more. Yeah. New Kiss album came out tomorrow. Oh, I, I w- I'd be buying absolutely. it. Absolutely. Damn right. And I wish it would. Yeah. I hope that even if they stop touring, that they still will get together and write songs and release stuff. I'd like that. You know, it's okay that you guys don't tour, but please don't stop making music. Yeah. You know, because we've gone through this whole massive catalog today, picking the best and the worst songs, but... Some of these albums, there aren't any bad songs. And a lot of these albums, if they have bad songs, there's only one or two. You guys have given us way more good stuff Mm -hmm. than you have shitty stuff. And for that, thank you, Kiss. Yeah, I love Kiss. Thank you, Kiss.
1: And the last album, I don't think there's a bad song on this record.
0: Yes, there is.
1: Okay, what is it?
0: It's a tie. For the worst? It's a tie for the worst. This was one where I just couldn't pick the worst one because I couldn't decide which one was worse mm. musically. They're not bad songs, mm-hmm. but lyrically,
1: ugh. <laughs> what's the what are the what's the tie?
0: The tie is "Take Me Down Below" and "Out of This World." I like both of them. Musically, um, they're not bad, but I mean, come on, those lyrics are. It makes fucking putting logs in fireplaces look like <laughs> Shakespeare. It's
1: pretty. Uh, it's pretty sophomoric on "Take Me Down," yeah. but it's like, it's almost like '80s Gene and Paul came back to write a song together.
0: But they're afraid to say the naughty words, so they're going to use some kind of goofy innuendo yeah. that makes it sound stupid. Just and compare cheesy. your penis to a submarine. Exactly. Be upfront <laughs> about it. It, it. If that's what you're saying, say it.
1: Okay. So, <clears throat> so if you had to pick one of the, so they're evenly bad to
0: you. Yeah, they're pretty evenly bad to me. I don't know. Flip a coin. Pick one. I don't care. They're both bad. I would probably pick uh,
1: <sighs> shit. I'd, for for no, worst, I, I would probably go with Out of This World. Even yeah. though I do like it, I like the. I think it's a decent song.
0: It is a decent song, but I don't know.
1: Favorite song on here is hard to pick for me because there's so many that I like a lot. Yeah, there are a lot of um, actually good
0: songs on here. The- I went ahead and picked uh, Wallace Sound.
1: That's a great one,
0: too. But I think I could change that pretty easily, because I really like Stone. Back to the Stone Age. Mm-hmm. I like Freak. I like The Devil Is Me. I think The Devil Is Me would have been a good song on Revenge.
1: That one was a grower for me. I didn't care much for it at first, but the more I listened to it, the more I liked it. And the solo on it's really good.
0: The Eric Singer mm. song is also really good on That this one,
1: one was one I, love I loved rock right rock off. Uh, the one I liked the most when they started releasing songs from this was Long Way Down. yeah. But- uh, but the but when I think of this in hindsight, now that we've had a few years to kind of digest it, as far as Kiss ethos and everything, I think "Freak" is the best song on the record because it's it's basically sums up what being a Kiss fan is and what right. Kiss basically decided to make themselves. You know,
0: not everybody can see our auras, damn it, and that's not right.
1: <laughs> and there was a. <clears throat> there was discussion at when they were making this record, that Lady Gaga was invited to sing on "Freak," yeah, and that was going to be like a showcase for her. Which, if you think about it, it would have made sense because she's kind of that rebel, and like sure, you know, yeah. she calls she her fans little own. monsters, and yeah. and it would have made sense. And if and like, but I, regardless of the Lady Gaga connection, there was. I remember Ken Mills, I think, came up with this idea. It was like the Kiss should have they missed the boat on a lot of opportunities. This was this song should have been put out as a single, and had a video done to benefit like bullying programs.
0: Totally, and yes.
1: have kids walking around and makeup, having people throwing stuff at them and showing how they get through life. You know, and then at the end of the video, of course, the kids walk up and there's Kiss there. And, you know, and they like high five and or something.
0: Blows fire in the bullies' faces. And yeah, and tells there throws coffee at them. And- <laughs> I like it. I think it would uh, work. That would stop bullying for sure. Yeah,
1: probably. But uh, yeah, I think Freak is a it's a good song that kind of sums up the whole KISS ethos. I can dig it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know if these uh, last couple KISS albums get the, the love and respect they that they do.
1: I love them both.
0: You know? But then again, when you're looking at a massive catalog and you've got all different eras and everybody yeah. came up in different eras and most people are going to love the original four no matter what. It's hard to stand yeah. up to that. Well, but with- These aren't bad albums at all.
1: With Sonic Boom, I think it's a good record, but I do think it's them trying too hard to sound like they used to sound. Yeah. It's not as honest. Monster is more of an honest record.
0: I think so. I think Sonic Boom may be more of a tribute to themselves, and Monster is more of a tribute to To what made them. Yeah, a a lot of their... There's a
1: lot of, I'm going to say, homages to... Their influences, not yeah. ripping them off, but there's direct steals oh, of a lot of old school oh, riffs. You know,
0: yeah, but it works.
1: Yeah, but I think that's what they were going for. It's a love letter to their heroes.
0: I like it. All right, that's well. kind of what we did here today. Yeah, the good and the bad. Yep, and, and the what? Ugly.
1: And what do you think, guys?
0: Yeah, exactly, you know, so you know how it works. Hit us up on the Facebook yep. page when you see this. Of course you want to share it, retweet it, whatever yeah, make and your list. Uh, become a geek of the week, but we want to know what you think, you know, if we were way off base, if we upset you, if we <laughs> were right on the money. We want to know. And now we've got so many Facebook friends that we want everybody to be talking with us about yeah. it, talking with each other about it. So kissmas in july it's a celebration but it's a celebration for everybody Mm -hmm. so we invite everyone to get in on that conversation over on our facebook page go do it thanks
1: for listening this
0: week guys oh one more thing Mm -hmm. kiss rules The annual celebration of rock returns to Nashville. Rockin' Pod is back and bigger than ever in 2019. This convention brings together the best rock stars, music podcasters, vinyl and memorabilia vendors, cosplayers, and rock fans from all corners of the globe. Special guests include Michael Sweet of Striper, David Ellison of Megadeth, Brian Forsyth of Kicks, Jason Beeler of Saigon Kick, Gary Vaughn of Danzig, and members of Exodus, Roxy Blue, Every Every Mother's Mother's Nightmare, Nightmare, Tora Tora, and more. Music podcasts from all over North America will be recording on site all weekend. Special pre-party featuring the Rock and Roll Residency, 8-Ball, and Lipstick Generation on Friday night. Rockin' Pod Expo on Saturday. Join us at the Nashville Airport Marriott August 9th and 10th for Rockin' Pod. Tickets and VIP packages available now at rockinpod.com.